The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Uh, you got us instead. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that little uh, little private show there for the fans <laughs> on Periscope. Little private lip sync battle. Good evening, dear listener. Late night alternative. We are live. This is not a best of yet. Seven minutes past ten on Tuesday, October the eighth. My name is Ian Lee. You might recognise me. I was the guy that stole the strawberries in the jungle a couple of years ago. And Captain Ball did a report on a donkey on local TV about fifteen years ago. It was very important. Very important. We think. We think the phones are working. Kinda. Uh huh. Kinda. So let's see. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Can we test to see if the phones are? Working. We have a best of on standby. The phones go down. We go home. <laughs> Nearly went in tonight. Very tense day today. Standoffs. Standoffs were put in place. I'm not coming in unless you can get the phones to work. <laughs> the position that I took. And in many ways, I'm disappointed they got the phones to semi-work because I really wanted to see Joker tonight. I haven't seen Joker. Um, you've seen all of the, um, the news channels in America. Uh, accounting how many mass murders there have been inspired by the Joker. So far, zero. But they're there with their counts, waiting, waiting. The, 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 if there is a mass shooting, it won't be inspired by the Joker. It will be inspired by Fox and CNN banging on about the mass killings we should get because of the Joker. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Mm. Partly because, can I say something controversial? Oh God, what now? Partly because, um, there is at least one scene, one key scene in the movie. Right. Where they play a Gary Glitter song. So I've heard. Yeah, they play Rock and Roll Part 1 and 2, which is a big hit. In the States, it's, they use it in sports arenas, like baseball games and things. If someone scores a touchdown in baseball, they play... Are they unfamiliar with the uh, provenance of that? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. It wasn't a hit in the 70s. This was, like, in the 90s, I think it became a thing. I could be slightly wrong. Oh, we've got a switchboard that's lighting up. Now Amy's having to work too hard. Um... Uh, yeah, it was, it, I think it was in the 90s it kind of became a thing. There are a couple of stories I saw on, I saw one story on an American website about how it, the money was going to a paedophile. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have, Gary Glitter was not a thing in the United States. And there is a part of me that is excited about being in a cinema and hearing that song bursting through the Dolby stereo speakers in a key part in a movie. Doesn't mean I condone no. child rape. Au contraire. Yeah. Au we, contraire. You we, can... we need to underline that for the hard of thinking. Yeah. What you like is the music. I like the music. I'm not happy about him getting the money. If he does get the money, I thought he'd sold his rights to his songs. I thought Gad Glitter had sold his rights to his songs. I don't know that for sure. I thought that was the case. And then maybe I said that before in air and someone phoned up and proved me wrong. That's, that's quite possible. It happens occasionally. Occasionally. But I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to that. Certainly not gonna, I, I watched Baby Driver after all of the Kevin Spacey stuff came out. I enjoyed it. So I do want to go and see the Joker at some, Point oh three four four 
499-1000, late night alternative, Catherine. Here's what Wikipedia says about, uh, the Gary Glitter song. Yes. 2019 Rock and Roll Part 2 appeared in Todd Phillips' film Joker, generating yep. public controversy. Sources indicated that Glitter, as co-writer of the song, would receive a lump sum and royalty for its use. Okie dokie. Sources, though. Yeah. Sources. Here's the thing, guys. Sources are not to be believed without questioning. And fake news works both ways. I've, we, we talked about Extinction Rebellion yesterday, before the phones went down. It could have been a really interesting conversation and the phones died. Apologies. We can carry on talking about them. I genuinely thank them for what they're doing. Um, I haven't got the guts to go out and protest with them. Certainly haven't got the guts to be arrested. Although there is part of me who thinks, well, I'm 46 and I've never been arrested. I'd kind of be up for it for the right thing. Um, again, it took me an extra 45 minutes to get into work today. Fine, I listened to, um, listened to Radio 4, go, listened to The Archers, and then phoned up Boyle, and listened to some podcasts. So it's cool. It, I, you know, it's right. Genuinely, Extinction Rebellion, if anyone wants to come on from that group, I completely understand why you might want to boycott talk radio, but you have nothing but my thanks. Again, to underline the nuance, as it's not all black and white, uh, it is... There are some parts of the protest that are problematic, okay? There are some parts of the protest that are problematic. The key part that people always bring up, 0344-499-1000, the key part that people always bring up is the fact, in inverted commas, that during the protest in the summer, July I think it was, a guy wasn't able to see his dying dad one last time because the protest slowed him down. So he was driving to see his dying dad, couldn't get past the protest, and his dad died. We, we all know that. We all know that. Someone mentioned it to me yesterday, and I'd heard it before, and I was just... Yesterday we were then distracted by the phones breaking down and all kinds of shenanigans. But it was playing on my mind as we drove home, that story... And it was playing on my mind for a lot of today. I just kept thinking, kicking it around in my head. A guy was unable to get through the protest and see his dying dad before his dad died. Really, really sad. Really sad. If it's true, if it's true, and I was thinking, well, I don't remember seeing the interview with the guy. That surely was on TV. Surely this would have been, this is such a, a big thing now that is part of our consciousness. Well, a guy didn't get to see his dying dad. How can you support that? I thought, I don't remember seeing the interview. So me and Kath were in the office. I said, Kath, can you, because you're better at this kind of digging around than I am. I said, could you find the clip, the video, the news footage of the guy who couldn't see his dying dad one last time. Because I'd just like to know a little bit more about it. I'd like to know where it was, what the story was, what hospital it was, all of that. So I did what any professional journalist would do. Mm. Which I, is what she is. Right? And, and I googled it. <laughs> Tell the... Uh, by the way, what a switchboard. Thank you. Nigel, Hannah, Paul, Jesse, Alan and Jack. going to come to you all in a bit, I promise. Um, tell everybody what you found. And this is not conclusive, by the way. No, and this doesn't mean it's not true. No. But let's see if you can work out 
what the sticking point is with this. I found a few reports on it in online newspapers. Yep. First one I found, the Metro, uh, dated uh, Thursday, 18th of July, 2019. A driver says he missed his father's final hours yesterday because an environment protest group caused a traffic jam blockade. The unnamed man was stuck in traffic on the M32 on Wednesday after the group set up a blockade causing queues of up to four miles long. He called BBC Radio Bristol to say how Extinction Rebellion's actions had prevented him seeing his father for the last time. The full interview is no longer available online, as the grieving son has asked to remain anonymous. Hmm. BBC Radio Bristol tweeted... A man called us to say he couldn't get into his dad's, sorry, couldn't get to his dad's bedside before he died because of the XR protest on the M32. Now, the way BBC Radio Bristol have phrased it is subtly different. Yep. A man called us to say he, so they, they're attributing it to the man. Whereas Metro have put the unnamed man was stuck in traffic, so as if it's mm. fact. But BBC Radio Bristol very carefully and in a very BBC way yep. are attributing it to the, what the man is saying. They've not used the word claimed, but you get the idea. Yeah. I found it in two other newspapers easily. Um, Extinction Rebellion, Dying Father is what I put in. I mean, what an awful thing to have to put in. And I'm not trying to find it to not be no. true. I'm trying to You're find. It. I'm trying to find the origin of this story. Yeah, I want the evidence. I want the evidence um, that shows this is a fact and actually happened. Man unable to reach Dying Father's bedside after getting stuck in Extinction Rebellion traffic, says the Telegraph. Um, dated 18th of July 2019. A man was unable to reach his dying father's bedside before he passed away after an extinction rebellion protest on the M, uh, the motorway left him stuck in traffic. An unknown man rang his local radio station to reveal how he was, he rushed to Bristol Royal Infirmary after doctors told him his father didn't have long left to live, but he did not get there in time because climate change protesters were blocking the M32 into the city. Uh, and then they go into what the Extinction Rebellion so have been what doing. we've got, and, and, and the, it's, the BBC Bristol have taken the clip down, apparently because the guy didn't want to be identified. Although he was unnamed. Now, here's the thing. You, this is a phone-in show, right? And you can phone up, and you can tell us anything. And... We, and phoning shows, tend to take what you are telling us on face value. There are a few of you um, who call in that I just don't believe. Me and Catherine have got a really good bullshine detector, right? Really good bullshine detector. That comes from, well, between us, about 40 years. Imagine, 35, 40 years between us of experience of hosting or producing or listening to phoning, working on phoning radio shows. You, you, you get a sixth sense. We don't always get it right. Some are more obvious than others. Some we give the benefit of that doubt to. We don't always get it right, but we come from a place of believing you. Okay? With a slight little question going on. The times when we start to disbelieve are usually when we've had a few conversations with the same person and things start to not Yeah, add up. or, or, or they, the, the first black name they can come up with is Leroy. Something like that, right? Um, but you, dear listener, can phone up a radio show, and say pretty much anything, okay? So, and what they don't do on BBC phoning shows, and because we've worked on them, is they won't, they haven't got time or the facilities to fact check 
Every single call that comes in, could you give me your name? Could you give me the thing? Have you got any witnesses to this? Is there any corroborating evidence? You take it effect. And that's a great story. It's a great story for a phoning show. I find it very unlikely that they would have phoned the hospital. I find it very unlikely the hospital would have told them any information that could back that story up. So, what I'm trying to say is, let me put this out there. If it happened, it's really, really sad. Really, really sad. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm definitely not saying it did happen. What I'm saying is, there is not enough evidence. There is hardly any evidence. There is no evidence to suggest it actually happened. There's no evidence. There is no evidence out there to to, to prove that this happened. And if there is, only BBC Bristol has it. Yeah. But, it, yeah, exactly. But the only evidence they would have, unless they have something we don't know, is the phone call from someone who phoned in to a phoning show where you can say anything you want. Um, so, if, if that person's listening, oh my God, I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? You can call in, but then how would we know that you're that person? Do you see the problem? you see the issue? So, I am coming down on the side. It's a really tough one to call. I'm coming down on the side of, actually, I don't think I believe it. I'm not coming out and calling it outright a lie. I'm not coming out and saying, well, this is, this is great. You know, wouldn't it be great if you were anti-extinction rebelling? You phone up a, a radio show and you tell this story and it becomes a fact. I'm not saying that. I'm erring on the side of, I actually don't think I quite believe it. And yet we're banding it around as if it were a fact. So here's my challenge to you. First of all, can you prove that? Can you prove that? Secondly, if you put that argument of the dying guy to one side, what other argument have you got against Extinction Rebellion? I saw another clip today on on Twitter. A woman saying because of the protest, she had to walk a cancer patient 20 minutes to the hospital for treatment. Well, the video that went with that didn't show any, didn't show her, didn't show the cancer patient, just showed footage of people blocking a bridge. I'm just questioning everything at the moment. And I think that that's what you need to do, dear listener. Um, give us a call. We'll, we'll do silly stuff as well. Don't worry. We'll carry on the phone in yesterday of the three people that you are scared of, despite the fact that you are an adult. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio, where Catherine and I like to question everything. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. I think we might be the only people questioning that fact, in inverted commas, in italics. I think we might be the only people that are wondering whether that story is actually true. Because it's a great weapon to use against the movement. It's a great weapon to use. What I find very unusual is there aren't more stories like that. Yeah, yeah. Also, with my cynical journo head on, if that happened to me, I'd want people to hear about it. If they're not using his name, why wouldn't you stand by it? Mm-hmm. You know, lots of questions, lots of questions. But um, if it did happen, and it might have happened, absolutely tragic and terrible, and you wouldn't wish that on anyone. We might have the... Uh... Is this the call? Is this the call? We're incredibly sorry. No, that's, that's the reaction not the call. to it. Okay, they well, played, she, it to is, the they played it to her. 
uh, one of the persons was played the interview. Okay. Um, Harrison said, the BBC made a protest to listen to the call. The call happened. Well, we know the call happened. We're not disputing that. Um, we're not disputing that it happened. We don't know. Let's go to Jesse. Good evening, Jesse. Hello, Ian and Hel- Catherine. Hello, Jesse. I was all set up to ring you last night, and then the phone went down. Well, the phone it sounds like your phone still is going down. Are you calling us from the 1920s? No. It's a I'm terrible phone. phone line. Hello? Hello, I can hear you fine. Uh, well, okay, but we can't hear... We can't hear you. Absolutely fine. <laughs> okay. What would you like what? to say, Jesse? Two things. Yes. First thing about the who are you most scared? What you what are you most scared of? Yes. Dentist. Dentist. Why are you scared of the dentist? I've got a phobia. We need to work. Why did dentists get such a bad rap? It's not pleasant. No, I think olden days dentists were more brutal. Okay. Did you ever have a dentist pull a tooth out, Jesse, by putting a foot on your chest and yanking? Yeah, I had a bad experience. If anyone puts a foot on your chest and starts yanking, I would try and get out of there as quickly as possible. Swimming instructors. Oh, instructors. I had a bad experience. What happened with a swimming instructor, if you don't mind it's me asking? When I was learning to swim, I got chucked in the deep end. Aye. So it took me off. I bet it did. That's, a, that's yeah. terrible. And the third thing, this is serious, yeah. uh, my violent ex, as you know. Yes, of course, we know. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. And the second thing I wanted to say. Yes, yes. Remember yes. a few weeks ago you were saying about the tour, right? About the what, sorry? You know, your tour that you do. Oh, yes. Uh, but you were saying that you were looking to do exclusive at people's houses. Yes. And I'd be up for that. Have you got £700? I have. Whoa, baby, we're in! Send us an email, Jesse, and we'll we'll talk about it. So, I do it by email, Peter. Do it by email, Jesse, Ian at ianlee.com. Thank you very much indeed. But I would suggest you spend that money on getting a new phone, because that phone was lousy. Good evening, Steve. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening, Steve. Yeah, what I'd like to say is uh, certain sections of the mainstream media have basically inverted everything to suit their do-better attitude and their do-better agenda. To do... do they're, they're, they're what? They're do-what? Sorry? They do better. Do better. What does do? What does do? What does? What does? Hang on a minute. Hang on. Let's have a conversation, Steve. What does do better mean? Do better is the opposite of what they call a do gooder. Okay. There's a lot of people in this world now, especially this country, that scorn on anything good, i.e., like the you know the climate change, whatever. You know, and like the they 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 the police go in hard on them, for instance. Yet they step back. If there's a load of Millwall supporters chucking bottles through pubs, oh no, leave them, leave them lads, leave them lads. Well, but hang on, here's, the, here's, the, I don't know about the Millwall story, but here's the thing. Boris Johnson calling these protesters, um, hemp, but they're saying they, they, they got a hemp smelling bi- bivouacs and crusties and nose ring losers. That's the kind of language he was using. Hang on a second, mate. Um, 
sorry, what about that American woman who you went round to her house and we now know you did have a relationship and you did give her special, um, privileges and you made sure she got a grant of, I think, £125,000. But what, what, can we look at, can we look at that? Can we investigate that? And you didn't, you didn't submit your evidence to the GLA by the time that you, by the deadline that they imposed. Can we look at that? Can we look at the fact that you're, you're saying you're prepared, the lie you've told, you're, you're lying about either dying in a ditch or not uh, asking for extension. Can we look at that instead of you, Prime Minister, belittling people who are just worried about the state of the planet? That's where we're at, Steve. That's where we're at. They're doing it. They are doing it in front of us. They are swindling and conning and lying to our very eyes and they're getting away with it. Of course they are. We have now got, you've got the most corrupt president ever in power in America doing the same thing. He's breaking the law in front of cameras. He's breaking the law in front of the press and people are still going, yes, Donald, well done. He's breaking the law. He asked China uh, a press conference to investigate this Joe Biden character, a man I know nothing about, but that's illegal over there. It's illegal. Yeah, and he's the most corrupt president ever. It's been, there's so much, he's, you know, it's longer on my arm. There's so, such a list on Trump and Boris Johnson is the same. There's a massive, massive list on him. But this is the world we are now living in. I know. But how do, how do we, okay. Here's the thing. I agree with you, right? I don't know if it can ever be flipped around where people trying to do good. How did the term do-gooder become an insult anyway? That always confuses me. But people trying to do good are seen as bad. Hello. People trying to do good are seen as bad people. Exactly. But, and, because the do, these people, like, let me mention it without getting, oh, there you go. This, this, so, uh, people that think on the right, a bit far, far right, don't like anything good. They want wars. They love wars. Well, they like to hate. They enjoy hating. They don't want peace. Uh, like, for instance, Jeremy Corbyn, who wants to give £10 an hour, they don't like him. The only reason they don't like Jeremy Corbyn is because he's foreign friendly. Well, he's right he's also, it can also be argued that he, if he's not anti-Semitic, that, that, that he has allowed anti-Semitism to rise in the Labour Party and has, has seemingly, from the outside, done very little to stop it. He's the most least racist person in that the That may be the case, Steve, but you have to admit, you have, you have to admit, don't you, that the Labour Party has a problem with anti-Semitism right now. No, it doesn't. That's all done by the right-wingers. No, but it's... The, the no, Steve, now, now, <laughs> see, that's, that's borderline anti-Semitic. There is a, no, 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 Steve, there is a huge problem. Steve, Steve, hello, Steve, like, when I'm talking, they can't hear you. There is a huge problem with anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. There, there is a huge problem with it. You can't deny that, and if you do deny that, then you're part of the problem. I think there's a huge problem with anti-Semitism in the world because everyone knows where it's coming from. They control the press, the media, and everything. Where is it coming? Hang on. Where is it coming? Where is it coming from? Israel. Uh, yeah, of course. That's anti. Well, that's that's anti-Semitism, Steve. You're being anti-Semitic. I'm an anti-Zionist. No, 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 no. What you're saying is not anti-Zionism. What you're saying is to set to that one of the tropes of anti-Semitism is to say that the the problem is manufactured and controlled by the Jews, uh, who also control the media. That's an anti-Semitic trope, Steve. So what you're saying, Steve, what you're saying. Is anti-Semitic? Is anti-Semitic? Right. You're part of the problem in the Labour Party. 
Right, let me just say this, right? There's a lot of Israeli news every night, right? There's a Jewish couple, a lovely Jewish couple. Steve, I'm, and... Steve, I'm, I'm going to let you go, Steve, because you're actually talking racist bollocks. I'm going to let you go. You started off well, and then it descended anti into anti-Semitism. To say that there is no anti-Semitism, it is a, something that is put about to discredit somebody by Israel is anti-Semitic. It's not anti-Zionist. You can criticise the is Israeli government, but to suggest that Jews are, control the media, that's anti-Semitic, and to suggest that Jews are creating stories of anti-Semitism to try and destroy someone, that's anti-Semitic. I think, I've got that right, haven't I, Catherine? Because I'm learning about this. I'm learning a lot about this over the last year. I've got it wrong slightly sometimes, and I'm so happy to learn. I'm right on that one. And I feel like we were about to get a story about some of his best friends Some being nice Jewish. Jews. A so, nice Jewish couple. Uh, <laughs> a lovely Jewish couple. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this is where we are. This is where we are. I don't like the far right. I don't like the far left. I don't like anti-Islamists. I don't like anti-Semites. I, 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 you know, that's where we are. And you've got to be so careful these days to question everything and everybody. Is, is Jeremy Corb Corbyn anti-Semitic? I don't, I personally, I don't think he is. I don't have enough evidence. I don't think he is. But the Labour Party has a huge problem with it. The Tory Party has a huge problem with um, Islamophobia. I, you, you know. But anyway, we, what, what, what a show. What a show. <laughs> 35 minutes in. Let's play a trail for one of our colleagues. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We seem to have gone all uh, newsy. Let's uh, correct that immediately. Evening, cads. How are you both right now? Hey. Hey. What happened tonight in the archers? What happened tonight in the archers? Yeah. Not a lot. It was quite a boring one. Um, some the I don't know any of their names, but a man conned a posh lady out of a screw. Oh my god. For, 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 a, for a cider, for a cider press, for a cider press. Oh my god. We must be, must be going down in Ambridge. Yeah, so they're all going down on each other in Ambridge. And that's made in Birmingham, you know. I know it's made in Birmingham. I used to walk past their studio, um, twice a week and it got me very, very excited. At the mailbox. At the mailbox. Here we go. Uh, I've been to the mailbox. Yeah, okay. I used to work there. Hey, we're coming to Birmingham next year. We're going to be doing a show in Birmingham. Are you not going to be... Okay, just, well, just remember the last time I did a show you in didn't Birmingham. Turn up. Didn't turn up. No, I remember. What, what, what's the date? I haven't got a date yet. Do we have a go location? Yeah, the Glee Club. I, I've been to a Glee Club. Okay. Yeah, uh, not when we were there. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to turn up to this one, uh, uh, Cads? Yes, I am. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see. Is tickets at ianlee.com? Tickets will be on ianlee.com slash events soon. I've got, just got to finalise the dates and things. I'll be there. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Bye. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Hello, Paul. Hello, Ian. What can we do for you? Uh, I'd like to say I'm a big fan of the show. It's brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. And the reason I was saying that is this. 
I recommended that to some people where I live locally who oh. are having uh, probably some of the mental health issues a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I recommended them to last night, funny enough. Oh, God. Last night's show, was a, phone, a... <laughs> last night show was a car crash. Last night's show was a car crash. This one sounds like a car crash. You couldn't get the phone lines working and they crept up. You went, oh, I'm not going to say the swear word, but no. yeah, it was funny. <laughs> done it. Listen, well, mate, this show is Fantastic! I had all yeah, the Brexit. I love your show. I love uh, you and Catherine. Your team together. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a good little one, mate. And you can get a lot of people, you know, the, the things you speak about are, are so empathetic. I think I've, yeah, mentioned this to her before. I'm empathetic. Kath's just pathetic. Oh, rude. Yeah, that's very rude. But she always backs you up. When you say something rude, she'll just go like, hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah, I know you're a cheeky boy. <laughs> you're a, a cheeky boy. You're a cheeky boy. Hey, Paul, do your, Paul, do your impression of Catherine again. Catherine? Yeah, go on, that little laugh she does. Be careful. Oh, she, she does. When you say something rude, she goes like... <laughs> hey, it depends how rude. He got you spot on there, Catherine. <laughs> nah, that's Shut not true, face. that's what? not true. Listen, how you getting on with you uh, when you go out in the park doing your shows in there? It's going very, very well. We've got two more this year, one in Brighton, we got one in... Uh, Brighton, I promise you this, mate, we'll, we'll cut down with we'll you. All right, Paul, thank you very much indeed, you potty mouth loon. <laughs> Hello, Sven. Hi, Ian. All right, Kath, how's Hi, it going? Uh, yes. Hey, it's just a quick one. Uh, you, you know, you stirred up a bit of a hornet's nest there with your man Steve. He's a bit, um, a bit of a eccentric what chap. But yes. listen, are you still after an army jacket? Because I've got a spare couple if you want one. What, what do you mean an army jacket? Yeah, didn't you? I read. I'm sure I read on a tweet of yours or something that you're after an army jacket. Yeah. Or, did I not tweet that like about t- five years ago, years ago when your pen leaked or when you lost it? No, it wasn't. It was recent, or it was. It was on one of the podcasts or something. I've been catching up on the podcast. I lost about five years ago. I lost. No, it was about. It was about four or five years ago. I lost my favourite green, slightly military Nicole Fari jacket that I got in a second-hand shop in Edinburgh, and I lost it. I left it at somewhere. I think I left it in Winchester, of all places. Oh, um, and, and that was it. I don't think I was looking for an army jacket. I, do you know what? I might have made it up or dreamt it or something. Who knows? Great dreams, Sven. But, but I, do you want one? Oh, yeah, sure. That'd be wicked. Thanks. Do you want one? If, if, if you get um, your, your crew, give us a ring and then I'll uh, back and then I'll send it. Well, are these knockoffs? Are you like ex-military? I am ex-military, yeah. I've, I've called you on and off over the years, Ian. Have you nicked this stuff from the army? No, this was actually stuff that I, I purchased because our kit was always made by the lowest bidder. So if we wanted decent stuff, we used to oh, buy our own. Are we talking Kevlar, this jacket, or is it just a standard? No, no, no. It's just, it's just a normal smock, just like a combat jacket. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, did we talk about this on LBC? Uh, we've spoken on LBC. We've spoken on Absolute. But about you, about you buying stuff. No, no, oh. that wasn't me. That is fairly common. Yeah, no, I've heard that about... I mean, I did have a call. I, I remember a call 
at LBC, so 10, 12 years ago, about them buying their own army boots. boots yeah. That's insane, man. Yeah, but I mean, well, you, you get what you pay for, really. But we spoke more recently um, when I, I rang up. Um, I'd, I'd just been out with, with a few mates and stuff like that, and it was it was on the uh, the mental illness thing because I've got PTSD yeah. and and I'm working with other veterans and my mates in relation to that, and it was like, I, I phoned you up and I've had a few, but I, I don't think I was... Do you fancy, mate, can I ask you a question, mate? You may. Do you fancy a fight? What? Oh, what, what, are you, are you just like, toe-to-toe? Yeah, yeah, toe-to-toe, stripped to the waist, yeah. right? Just a, just a fight. Just a fight where we just go for it, right? And there are no rules... No holes barred. We just go for it, and we beat the crap out of each other. And after one or two or three hours of fighting, we get up, we shake hands, we have a cup of coffee or a beer or whatever it is, and we have a good old laugh about our fight. Yeah, I'll be up for that. As long as it's not like the Oliver Reed one in front of the fire. Oh, it's totally going to be that. And also, you'll destroy him. Do you think? Yeah. I'm a bit out of shape, Ken. I'm Tim, I'm, I'm Tim Sven. I think I'm no, 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 no. He's out of shape, right? And please don't take this the wrong way, Sven. He's got PTSD. So I can distract him. I've got tricks to, to manipulate <laughs> people with mental health issues. Oh my God. I can distract him. I'm going to beat the crap out of him. He sneaked up behind me and shouted, bang. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'll blow up a paper bag and pop it. <laughs> That's what <I'm> <laughs> 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 that, that might just work. Sven, I'll, I'll, uh, it may, one night this week, I'm not going to tell I see you're in Uxbridge. One night this week, I'm going to drive home via Uxbridge and we're going to have a massive fight, okay? All right, but make it Friday. Okay, fine. See you then, Sven. I'm, I'm there. I'd get your If you want that jacket, um, get and give me a buzz and I'll sort you out. Nice one, mate. Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate that. I'm going to destroy him. I'm going to destroy I don't fancy your chances, mate. I'm destroying Soldier Boy. G.I. Joe is going down. Um, we got phone calls. Joy, what a joy. What a joy. Uh, Ian and Kath, uh, Late Night Alternative, this is Talk Radio. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. That's Catherine Boyle. We're asking you to question everything, even us. Um, and we're talking, uh, carrying on the th- three people that you are scared of, despite the fact you are an adult, because we're doing that yesterday, then the phone's died, and anything you want to talk about, really. Let's go to Ricky. Good evening, Ricky. Hello, good evening, good evening to you. Uh, first things first, please, and I'd like to know, perhaps, uh, this big fight that's coming up. Yes, sir. Is it not possible that the young lady could lend your handbag? Would that help at all? Um... Which young lady's that? She's quite old, Ricky. Well, doesn't sound it. No, she'd well... I think, you're, I, I, think, I think you're going to get hit with that handbag. No, no, no. She's, she's a very old woman. She's older than me now. Um, so, no. No, I'll be using, um, fists, uh, my Krav Maga training yeah, well, skills. Well, so I don't fight with a handbag. I'm a biter. Oh, oh, you've got problems. Well, you've no handbag. Well, i tell you what, then. Um, I could referee and I could wear my... Uh, semi sort of army jacket that I found lying in the bookies. Um, Ooh, and found it in the bookies? Well, where did you lose it? I did not lose it in the bookies. I lost it in a, in an art uh, centre. We're in denial, are we? 
We're going to fight in denial, and that lady's going to hit you. Okay. Oh, that, that lady. You're painting a very vivid picture. You've obviously given it a lot of thought, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky's doing, oh, Ricky's got a little, little monologue. Let, let Ricky do his little piece. Go on, I'm enjoying this. That's it. Thank you very much. I'll hold the jacket. Okay. I'll wear my military jacket, right? Yep, okay. And um, I'll try and borrow my handbag. Both of you from passing because... That hey, listen, Ricky, yeah. if you want to dress yeah. up in women's clothing, just do it, man. Don't, you don't have Why to phone me up. Just do it. do it. I'm not fighting. It's you fighting. Not if you want to dress in women's clothing, do it. I've done it before. It's very liberating. You should give it I a go. You. Give I it a go. You. Are you going to be wearing it on the night? No, 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 no. I'll sell tickets. I'll sell tickets. Okay. Ricky, what did hey, you... What did, you okay, Ricky. We, we, I enjoyed that little lark. See, that was point, funny. Right? Back so, to the point. So, what the point? Yeah. Back to the point. Back to the point. We haven't even been to the point yet. Let's start with the point. <laughs> Let's start with the point. Hello, good evening. Uh, the subject of... Oh, the that was like the prologue, like in an episode of Murder, She Wrote, before yeah. the before the main title starts, and then you go, oh, the show hasn't even started yet. It's like the beginning of a James <laughs> Bond film where there's a murder, and then it goes, da 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 You go, oh, the film hasn't even started. That was bonus. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. All right, now we're in. Now we're into the, the James Bond film. Bring on the dancing girls. Here we go, Ricks. Right, right, right. Well, I like that, bring on the dancing girls. But anyway, let's not be safe, Focus. We could have them at the big fight. Focus. Anyway, this subject, uh, behaviour, this subject is regards... The anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. Yes, sir. And I'm on a serious point with that. There may be those who think that is good for votes, the way things are looking now in the UK. Do you know what I from? There are those that think anti-Semitism is good for roads. Vote, vote, vote. Um, do you no, think that no. some people are being anti-Semitic for votes? Yeah, possibly, sure, why not? Oh, well, there does seem to be sort of a, uh, a prize of some sort, uh, an ego trip if you... People like that outside, you know, not you, I mean, generally speaking. What, do you Same you, with the Black you, Brothers, they, they seem to get a black flag in two now. Okay, you're saying if people it. around, what well, you're saying that some MPs might be being anti-Semitic or speaking more openly about views they hold because yeah. that will get them votes. Yes. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think there might be, you know, <laughs> just saying what we're all thinking is often the attitude, so possibly. Yeah, I guess you're right. So I just thought I'd make that point because nobody else seems to be looking at it, you know. Um, I do know that uh, in our area, I find that black brothers get a lot of stick pointlessly. You know, I don't know so who the black. I don't know who the black brothers are. No, my black black brothers is any man who's black. Oh, you're black. black, black you're black, you're black brothers. Okay, okay. Yes, <laughs> they get they get they get stick in Glasgow, do they? Yes, I'm coming across it more often. Sometimes quite heavy. Okay. Well, racism in all its forms is bad. I think we'd agree on that, oh, wouldn't we? Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Excellent, excellent, Ricky. Thank you very much for, thank you for a very focused, laser focused, that call. Really enjoyed that. Laser focused. Well, there. apart from the handbag obsession. Well, listen, listen, Ricky, you want to dress up and do it? You do it. Fine. If you start with a handbag, fine. Go, just do it, man. Just do it. Dive in. Good evening, Vic. Hi. Hello. Ian Cat. Vic. I've just got, uh, slipped into my petticoat uh, after hearing that. Beautiful. But, uh, Beautiful. You've, like, you've worn women's <laughs> underwear, right, Vic? Well, in front of my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've worn it in the bedroom. Wanted... You've worn it in the bedroom, right? For a bit of fun. Well, I, I think everybody's done it. I think, I think everybody's done it. It's, it's a bit of fun. It's a little bit of sexy fun. Look it's, at me, I'm squeezing into your knickers. Look, oh, look. It's a bit of fun. You're going to stretch it, them. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully I stretched them. I tore them. But, uh, uh, okay, well done, Vic. Yes, gosh. congratulations. <laughs> right, what have you got? Well, we're talking about this uh, blatant fake news. Well, I'll give you an example on Facebook. Yeah. 
in Australia they had this group that I had the misfortune someone steered it my way and it was a nationalistic Australia patriotism with an Australian flag on it and all the rest of it. Yes. Then I looked at it, I couldn't believe it. There were, for every 30, for every one Australian post, there was 30 anti-Islam things that were really disgusting stuff. Yeah. Any one of them. Oh mate, you should go to the talk radio Facebook page if you want, if you want to see that kind of stuff. Oh, but this was really bad stuff, yeah. and and uh, it got to the stage where, where there's anti-hate laws in Australia, and also Facebook. Um, if if there's hate groups, they'd like to know about it. Yeah. Well, I, I I tracked down this guy. Oh. He wasn't even Australian. He yeah. was some idiot in uh, Amsterdam. Yeah. With a false newspaper. Okay. It was absolutely. I I looked at it further. And he spreads it all over the world. Yeah. And it's not him. He's, it, 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 but it was just unbelievable what he was putting there. And so I put a formal online thing to the Australian government. And I also put a formal thing into Facebook. Now, these people were supposed to have, have 110,000 uh, followers. Mm -hmm. So what happened was the uh, Australian government and, and I believe Facebook said, where's this news come from? And prove it because uh it, it is really disgusting stuff but here's the thing uh, here's the thing right you, anyone can post anything online and if you're lucky you've got the right kind of mechanism behind you it can catch the wind and it can become it can become a thing it can become a fact but when you've got the i, I don't really know politics in australia so i can't comment but when you've got the president of america and the prime minister of britain and several people in the government of britain that blatantly and openly lie in public, well, what hope do we have? If the, if the politicians, uh, listen, politicians have always been bent and have always told lies. I get it. But when they're, they're standing there contradicting something they said an hour before, we don't stand a chance if we want truth, Vic. Well, we don't stand a chance anyway. There was a documentary, it was called Islamphobia. And it was done by uh, not anyone with a barrow to push. Is that the thing Katie Hopkins was, was in? Sorry? Is that the thing Katie Hopkins was in? Uh, I can't remember who was involved. I thought it was The Guardian okay. that, that looked into it. Right. And, and they were talking about absolutely hundreds of millions of dollars uh, placed in all sorts of places to uh, downgrade Islam. Oh, okay. And, I don't know what that And means. these groups... They're supposed to be patriotic for the country. Yeah. The guy who's running the group, who's putting the news on there, yeah. is not even in the country. He so couldn't give a hoot about Australia. He just has all these amazing, vile stories about what right. they do to Vic, the kids Vic, in Islam. And Vic, what, listen, I'm going to move on. Thank you. Well, I'm just aware that we're in danger of becoming a real phone-in show all of a sudden, so I can fix that. Vic, I appreciate your calls, and I'm glad we made peace on Twitter. I, I can fix that. Nigel! Oh, hi, Ian. Right. Hello, Nigel. And it sounds like you're starting the phone call in the place where you get a phone signal. Well, I've just had the, the battery went. I've just plugged it into the wall, took it in the bedroom. Beautiful. Yeah. On a sad note tonight, I'm afraid. Ay, ay, ay. You split up with your girlfriend? No, no, no. Oh. It's worse than that. Oh. I had a, a road accident on Friday with a, a, a woman who was about 80 running into me on the main road. Not me flat on me back, and I, I think I've broken my ribs because I'm in so much pain. 
Have you been to the hospital? Yeah, yes. Uh, I saw the doctor yesterday. Yeah. Uh, oh. And she said she she said that um, even if they are broken a bit, they don't do anything. They can't do anything. They just have to let it heal, um, don't they? She said it wasn't worth having an X-ray. She said it's probably badly bruised ribs. Yeah, they may be broken, but they don't do anything. She no, said. no. So, oh, I'm so sorry I, to hear that. I, I I can't get out of bed. When I lay down and relax, and then when I try to get out of bed, it's it's complete agony. Yeah, right across my back and my. And, and my, my arm, I can't raise my arm like it's broken. Yeah. But it's not broken. It's so bad, my yeah. shoulder is so badly bruised that I can't raise it. Um, so, and my leg is also oh, swollen because my leg went, my leg blew up like a football, like, like a big swelling on it and yeah. it's still like it now. Oh, no, um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Man. And I cut, and another thing, and I cut my ear and face, been the helmet, the helmet dug into my ear and face. Well, yeah, but probably <laughs> stopped you, probably stopped you cracking your head open. But so. they said, they did round the surgery. It saved my life. Yeah, the helmet. good, good. And, good. And, and the lady, she just didn't stop as I went past. She just drove straight, flat, straight into me. Oh, mate, and I'm I, sorry to hear that. I know, I know, but I've done a brave thing today. Yeah. I cycled to Maystone in pain. On the, I, I, I got on my bike yesterday and went round the block in my local uh, place where I live. And, and um, I cycled all the way to Maystone because when I'm sitting on the bike... Yeah. Um and I haven't got to get up and down, it doesn't hurt them much. Oh, well, if that, listen, if going on the bike helps you, yes. then that's great. That's but great. As soon as I sit in a chair and try and get up and down, then it cuts me like a knife. Yeah, I bet. I bet. But, but uh, of course, I couldn't hold the handlebars very well because my arm's very bruised, ooh, but I managed to do 12 miles. Good for and you. And me shopping. Good for you, Nigel. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm really I sorry went, to hear I that. went to the hospital. Yeah. And, um, I saw a paramedic and a proper doctor, and they both said that they won't do anything to the ribs if there's they are broke. There's nothing they can do if you break your ribs. There's nothing they can no. do. You just have to let it heal. Good job I went to the hospital, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really well, good. Really good. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, so it's not very good, is it? Uh, but, I mean, do you have to sing your song or to finish in a minute? I tell you, well, we got to go to the news. Why don't we, when we come back from the news, we're going to come back yeah. and what you're going to, no, you know we play a bit of music straight after the news? Yes. You're going to be the bit of music straight after the news. Okay, then. So we're going to have the news, and then there'll be like a jingle, it's Ian Lee, and then you're just going to, I'm not even going to say anything, you're just going to come right. in and sing. All, all, all right, right Nigel, so you do, stay I there, and we'll, come to, do, we'll yeah. come to you in a few yeah. minutes, okay? All right, Ian. Thank you, Nigel. That is something to look forward to. Poor old Nigel. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Tuning in, calling up, talking to the nation, sing a song, melody, for your adoration, late night phone-ins, I'm keeping you awake, it's our time, it's our time to shine, up all night, it's entertainment time, it's our time, it's our time to sing another line, whoa, it's not your time. Clouds are gone, sun is up, up on your horizon. Safe at home, back on the phone, to my radio station. Late night phone-ins, are you still awake? It's our time to shine, up all night is entertainment time. It's our time, it's our time to sing another line. Oh, it's not yours. It's not yours, time to call and make my point, time to play and brought this joint, my life's exciting, I'm inviting you, 
Thank you, Nigel. Thanks a lot. We'll speak later on. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's go to Hannah. Good evening, Hannah. Evening, guys. What, what can we do for thee on this holiest of Tuesdays? We have a new kitten here. Yes, our new kittens are the reason to live. Yeah, he's eight weeks old. Oh, a proper newbie. Yes, man. Yeah, well done. He's a uh, real fun as well. Yeah. Um, Toe biting? Is he? Is he biting your toes? Oh yeah, he bites everything. There you and, go. Um, Great. Good. It's taken time to adjust with the other cat, though. Yeah. But um, he's real fun. It, I saw your tweet the other day. Uh, it, yeah. Velvet, my, for those who don't know, I've got a 20, we're well, nearly 21 now, 20 year old cat, and I've got two girls who are just over a year, and Velvet for a long time just didn't really, you know, she would hiss at them and she didn't really get on. But now she kind of coexists behind them. She, beside them, sorry. She was even eating out of the bowls next to one of them the other day. Yeah. She defend, you know, Velvet's very old and cranky and is very deaf. That's the problem with her is she is deaf. So quite yeah. often these cats will be come up behind her and she won't know they're there until they start sniffing her bum. Um, and so she'll, she'll <laughs> kind of jump and she'll hiss. But she's fine with them, man. They get, they live separate lives and they get on with it and it's all good. Yeah, I mean, we've just been, like, fell away. I didn't know if you heard of that, but it helps calm them down. Yeah, I, I, it never work. worked for me, the fell away, but I, some people swear by it, so, you know, if that works for you, good. Yeah, yeah, it's just really fun. It cheered me up a lot. Yeah, man, kittens, it, no, it, it's really hard to be miserable when there's a kitten dicking about. It, oh, yeah. It's so hard. They just the kid, when, when they become cats, you can get miserable again. But when yeah. they're when they're young, particularly eight weeks, oh man, it's, I want an eight week old kitten living with oh, me because I didn't get the girls until they were a few months, and so I missed yeah. out on that. They climb up the curtains and everything. It's not. <laughs> oh, they still do mucky. The other day, nighttime, I had the curtains drawn, and she was like looking at a spider or something, and she jumped just under halfway up the curtains and was hanging oh. by her claws. And I went, "Hey, hey, get off those bloody curtains, you little shit!" <laughs> and then she let go. Three of her paws let go, and she's hanging there by one paw, like looking at me. Outrage! Outrageous behaviour. I know. I know. Chased her out with a broom, like in Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Anything else, Hannah? No, that's it. Up Enjoy the kitten. The best thing in the world, kittens. Best thing in the world. Getting one. Are you? Yeah. When? Next year. Next year. Manana, manana. Hasta manana. If Hitler had a kitten. Just wonder. Instead of going back yeah, in dogs, time, didn't he? instead of going back in time and killing baby Hitler, go back in time and give fifteen-year-old Hitler a kitten. Let's just see. Let's just see. Who knows? Who knows? Ah, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the arena? He comes out swinging. It's Chris. Oh, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Good evening. Welcome. Ian Catherine. Yes, that's good us. E good evening. So, I'll, I'll give you half an hour before your your phone's caught, patient. Okay, we can do we can do um, a sweepstake on that. Do you know, Chris? You've used the phrase, so I'm guessing you do. Do you know where it is believed there is not a definitive answer? Do you know where it is believed that what, the going pear shaped? Where going pear shaped comes from? Enlighten me, Catherine. Is it like... Enlighten me. Shut up, Catherine. Is it, um, something to do with, like, uh... Don't Google it. Shut up. I'm, I'm not Googling it. She's not Googling it. I know it. Is it to Colin. do... Colin. Shut up, man! <laughs> is it to do with, like, pottery or blowing glass or something? No, you're miles away, but actually you're kind of close. It is the most common 
theory is. Do you know, Amy? Okay, we're about to find out. The most common theory is that it is a World War II thing, and it is to do with parachutes. And if you would jump out and the parachute went pear-shaped... Had a hole in it. It meant it wasn't open properly, and the, the guy was going to probably die. Oh. So when it goes pear-shaped, it is referring... It is generally believed there could be others. It is referring to a, uh, a parachutist dying. And every time you say it's going pear-shaped, pear sh- pear pear a parachutist actually dies. Oh, don't say that. Charming. Charming, isn't it, Chris? I know. <laughs> what you got for us, Chris? Because I'm doing all the work here to make this call <laughs> even vaguely interesting. I know. I, I... So just give, give, just give us what you got. Give us what you called well, in for. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I felt sorry for a couple of people ringing up earlier on. Okay. And then I feel... I, I just spent a thousand pounds on a dining table. Terrible. Shit the bed! A thousand was, pounds on a dining and, table? And they tried to charge me 50 quid to put it together. Oh, 50 quid good, sounds good. about right, actually. If it's a thousand pounds, oh, I don't want to mess with it. Yeah, to, get to get stuff put together oh, between oh, 25 yeah, yeah, yeah. and 50 quid. Oh, that's he'll true. be out no, in the back true. garden <laughs> in the rubbish if, well, right. if I can't. Oh, oh, there we go. Ma- I, what manners? I, what manners? Why would I'll you have s- you know, I've been to Ikea. <laughs> you can't. Well, you bought a dining table for £1,000 in Ikea. No, I said I used to go to Ikea. No, you didn't. You said I've been to Ikea. Anyway. No, no, no. Yes, you did. Don't um, put words into my mouth, please. I'm not putting words into your mouth. I'll put my fist into your mouth in a minute. Why is this oh, charming? Argument? See, I, I took the time out the other evening because I didn't come down to Bath and I, I noticed your link on um, one of the... and I, I listened to it for an hour. I really can enjoyed I, it. Can I ask you what, what have you called in for, please, caller? Nothing, really. Okay, thank you very much for your call. That's appreciated. Let's go to Alistair. Good evening, Alistair. Evening, all. Evening. Right, um, just uh, about the um, Extinction Rebellion and climate change deniers. Yes. I always think um, people, the climate change deniers, the argument I would make to them is, I'm not asking you to believe climate change, but don't you and your family want to breathe cleaner air anyway. Yeah, right, okay, I'll be a climate change denier. Yeah, okay, we will. Okay. So why not let's have this green technology and have cleaner air? Well, because the, the whole uh, global warming thing is a myth. Do you know who's financing the rebellion, rebellion extinction, extinction rebellion? No, no. I'll tell you who's, who's financing them, Russian oligarchs. <laughs> That's not yeah. even a joke, that's true. They're being funded by Russian oligarchs, uh, and they're being, uh, funded by the extreme left wing and Marxists, um, who want to topple the government. So, I don't buy it, I don't believe it, um, all the, the, it, it, all of the scientists that say it's real are being funded by people who have uh, a dog in the race. So, yeah, no, I'll carry on breathing clean air because it's a myth. But does it feel like clean air in the middle of London? Uh, if, if it's air that I can breathe, yeah, it's fine. Well, well, hang on a minute. Rebellion, rebellion, extinction, rebellion, uh, of making people have to, uh, slowing down traffic. That's creating more pollution, huh? So that goes completely against what they're arguing. They're hypocrites. Well, you know, it's for long-term game, Mr. Mum. 
But there is no, but you're, but you're buying into the myth. There's no such thing as man-made climate change. Yes, well, I don't believe there is. Well, we, but you can believe that. Great, good luck to you. But there isn't. Well, we'll have to disagree on that. Seen. <laughs> and seen. And that's how that conversation will go. Okay. Um, anyway, yes, one I'm... last thing before I go. Yes. Um, I don't know if you're aware of the work of Adam Curtis documentarian. Oh, I tried to watch his one about Vietnam and like ten minutes into it I thought, ah, oh, this is too too slow. <laughs> this is yeah. too slow. I've got another they six hours quite, to go. Yeah, they, they are quite long and I yeah. know that you, you two guys are very busy. Very um, busy. I've got to play some uh, GTA uh, V tomorrow. You should watch Bitter Lake and Hyper Normalization. They're excellent about the history of where we've got to now. Okay. Alright, Alistair, I will check them out, but I probably won't because life is too short for things. Thank you, Alistair. Tomorrow, probably about half eleven, GTA V on my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash Ian Lee. It's going to be epicoa. Um, and then this weekend, I'm going to Blackpool to a retro, to the replay retro, to the replay video games event. It's not completely retro. And I'm going to be streaming some of that on Twitch if I can get a decent internet connection. I'm, I'm part of, I'm hosting like a talk at like three or something with some people about something and I don't really know what we're talking about but I'm hosting it so that'll be fun so I'm hoping you guys bring lots of questions because I don't know what I'm talking doing um, but I'm going to be there Saturday and I'm leaving about Sunday about two-ish or something and I'll be streaming it on Twitch so come and come and join me if you're there come and say hello don't touch me and um, I'll be there on my own so you know, we can hang out and stuff play video games and uh, I'm actually quite nervous about going Catherine, I've been looking forward to it. I'm nervous because it's, it's a long old train journey, but uh, and I can sleep. But I've got to, have to get up very early, but I can sleep on the train. Um, but it's just dawned on me. I'm going away for a weekend. I mean, I'll be there for about 25 hours, and then I'm coming back on my own to an event that will have thousands of people in. And I'm not really good. It, it will be really hard for me to talk to people there. So I might, I'm, I'm my what I tend to do in those situations is have a quick walk around and then go and sit in the hotel room and read and sleep and then get up and then go home. That's wh how I tend to live my time away. So I'm a little bit nervous that I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite anxious about going to a room full of thousand, a couple of thousand people and it being just me on my own. You may surprise yourself. I may do. I may do. I Maybe may... what you've got to do is be that, uh, do that thing where you pretend to be the guy who's comfortable in those situations. Um, yeah. Maybe, um, someone says, I think you've mixed up Adam Curtis and Ken Burns. No, Adam Curtis does the documentaries, but who does the films about romance? Richard Curtis. There we go, you see. Thank you, uh, Anthony. You've been corrected and you've been schooled. You've been schooled. For the first time this evening, even though we have a functioning switchboard, we do not have any phone calls. This is unprecedented. So, give us a call. 0344-499-1000. We talk, we've talked about Extinction Rebellion. We can talk about that a little bit more. We've talked about the guy who was unable to see his dying dad one last time. And we, we don't know if that was true or not. If you, if you kind of look at, look online, there is actually no evidence. There's no evidence to back it up. There's, there's, it's believe there's evidence that a phone call was made and that someone said that on the radio with BBC Bristol. There is a little bit. Was. There is a little bit of evidence that there is a little bit of evidence, but the phone call isn't there. No, the phone call isn't there. 
Um, so I guess we're talking about that. We're talking about, you know, questioning everything and, and, but also here's the thing, new, new listeners, new callers, skaters. Um, a lot of skaters listening tonight. Peace and love, guys. Hang ten, dudes. Is anyone? Rad. Um, you can call in about absolutely anything. Absolutely anything you want. Very simple. You speak to Amy, she takes your name and number, doesn't even want to know what you're talking about and gives you a call straight back. 03444991000. This, dear listener, is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. We've got a switchboard that works. Imagine, we've only been in this building since March, and the switchboard works, Catherine, in October. Wowzers, it's not a fully functioning power. We can only have four people calling in at once. But four people is better than oh, no people. Oh, man alive. Last night's show. So, loads of people saying last night's show was one of their favourites. It's just us talking rubbish, which is what we uh, we tend to do. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Margaret. Good evening, Margaret. Oh, good evening. Good evening, um, Margaret. <laughs> I, I agree with you entirely. About the global warming. Hang on, and hang on, hang on. What, <laughs> hang on a minute. I think we're coming across terms. What do you agree with? I agree that it's not happening. Ah, in that case, you disagree with me entirely. I was doing a little role playing there. I was pretending to be um, someone who didn't who, who who didn't believe science and facts. What makes you think that the ninety seven percent of scientists are are, <laughs> are lying? Um. Well, I think um, they're very, very much exaggerating. Um, there's been heat ages and ice ages before. Heat ages, yes. Um, but the, but yeah. the, in, the inference here, the, 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 the majority of scientists, not all, the majority of scientists seem to believe um, that the, the heating up of the Earth is being sped up by humans, and, and so what makes you think those scientists, scientists, uh, are wrong or lying? Well, they're not always wrong, but that's not my, uh, I'll come to my main point. Well, well, no, hang on, we'll, we'll, we'll let you get to your main point, but you've just said, you've yeah. just hinted that you think scientists are either wrong or lying, and I just wonder what your training was, Margaret. What my training was? Yes. Nothing. Ah. I, I, I'm, your expertise in, in, in global dynamics, your, your expertise <laughs> in weather, your expertise in meteorology is, I'm guess I'm going to guess zero. Yeah, a lot. Right. Yeah, if you don't mind, Margaret, I'm yeah. going to stick with the people that have done years of research and training, and I'm going to listen to them. I like to call them experts, and, and I kind of tend to listen to the experts more than just randoms. And I'm a random. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let's, can we leave that a bit? Well, we and can I'll leave that, yeah, sure. And I'm going to prepare to try and make the world safe for my kids. So, yeah, let's okay. leave that. Next point. Okay, just a minute. Well, can I speak? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it sounds like a struggle, but try. Yeah, I will try. Uh, let's say, then, that you're right, there's global warming, okay. Well, there is global warming, that's a fact, that's a fact. That, global warming is undeniable, that's happening, the world is getting warmer, that's a fact. Right, okay. 
But nevertheless, my grandchildren are very, very, very frightened. They live in England, and we are the lowest emission uh, in the world. There's China. I don't think we're the lo we're not the lowest emissions in the world, but we are certainly better than many other countries. But we're not the lowest. Okay. There's China. Facts, there's a, facts really getting in get in the way of 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 this topic, don't they? Well, listen. What have? Yes, of course they do. Yeah. No. So upset, inconvenient. So all that upsets me is that my grandchildren were shown a film yep. uh, of what it will be like yep. in, in in fifty years' time, uh -huh. and they were very very frightened. Yep. I, um, How old are your grandchildren? Uh, eleven and thirteen. Okay, so old enough, old enough to to uh, uh, understand. Okay, fine, good, good. I'm glad they were frightened. But they they yep. do anything about it. Yes, they can. They can. That's I, the thing. They can. Listen, I wasn't against them being given the information, right. but I was against them being made frightened when. As children, yep. they can't do anything. Yes, they can. So That's why you're wrong. All right, okay. So you're saying we shouldn't educate children about anything because at no, the moment I, they can't do anything. We should wait until no, they're old enough that. to do something. That's what I said. They're not old enough to do. Right, so not. let's not teach them... English, because they're not old enough to have books published. Let's not teach them science, because they're not old enough to find a cure for cancer. Let's not teach them anything until, what, they're 22, 25? Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right, well, um... Is that what you're saying? I'm just, I'm just trying to check. No, I'm just felt, I just felt that when I see them, and they're really, really frightened, that it's a terrible shame because it's spoiling other things. They're so frightened that it's making them frightened of the world. And I don't think it's right. We should lie to them. You, you, no, of course. Well, let's, I'm afraid the truth is bleak, Margaret. Of course, you don't yeah, believe okay. it's actually, you don't believe it's actually happening. Well, okay, but do you, okay, have you got children? Yes, I have, yes. And are they roughly my age? No, they're not. Frank, are they little children? They're, they're seven and nine, Margaret. Okay, so they're a bit younger than mine. That's yeah. correct, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can understand being educated into it. Because here's the, here's the problem, Margaret. If we don't tell our children the, 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 about global warming, they'll grow oh, up. No, they'll grow so up. They'll, Margaret, they'll grow up to be like you, and they won't believe science or the fact it's happening. And with the greatest of respect, I don't want my children or your grandchildren to grow up like you. I will like them. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Thanks, Margaret. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. I want my kids and their her ki grandkids to believe in science and to believe what is actually happening. That's that's all I want. That's all I want. Um, a bit confused though. When we were kids, we were shown like threads. Yeah, <laughs> I was because myself. because that was a possibility. <laughs>
that <laughs> might happen. And yeah. the idea is you tell the young people about it so that they, they have a chance a to change it and they know why Great we're changing argument. things. Great argument today from someone. Oh yeah, well, it's all made up of course. Remember that hole in the ozone layer? Uh, what happened to that? And I said, as we discussed on the show yesterday, that governments took action, laws were changed, certain products were not used, members of the public realised there was a problem, we all changed our behaviour, and we helped the hole in the ozone layer to start repairing itself, and by middle of this century, Kath, it will be back to this, well, this is what it 80s says, standards. The most easily accessible suggestion about this is if you look on Wikipedia and it says by, by mid-21st century we should be back at 1980s levels and the trend is generally towards healing yep. i mean it's like saying oh remember uh remember when uh we we're all gonna die of uh, lung cancer yeah and then they banned smoking and uh, more people gave it up let's say hello to barry w who's um listening and enjoying the show and uh, tweeting thank you barry for your kind comments give us a call if you want 0344 499 1000 let's go to Oliver. Hello there. Hello, Oliver. How are you? None of your business. <laughs> what do you want? If I ever, here's, um, my, here's my solemn vow to you. I'm over 18 months clean and sober. If I ever fall off the wagon with booze and get drunk, I'm coming in and doing a show, man. Yeah, oh, I'm coming in. Because it would all be, hey, you Oliver, you piece of trash. <laughs> get to the point, you knob. And that's different from the average day house? <laughs> Oliver, have you got any Savlon? She burnt me. <laughs> she burnt me. She did. Uh, what can we do for you, Oliver? You know. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's nothing to do with uh, extinction, extinction rebellion or anything eviction, like that. Re eviction, extinction. <laughs> um, it's it's more of a like good news thing. Oh, Oliver, um, you've got a cold. You're all, have I? You're yeah. Well, you're getting one if you didn't notice uh, it. You're, you're all bummed <laughs> up. Oliver's yeah. all bummed up. Bit of Vicks on the soles of your feet, socks on, bed. No, yes. that does not work. It works a treat. Well, then you might as well say put paper bags uh, in your shoes um, when you go on a flight and you won't get, what do they call time travel sickness? What's, they call, what's it called? Time travel sickness? Jet lag. It, jet lag, thank you, yeah. Time travel <laughs> sickness. I mean, oh! <laughs> whose medical hey, advice are you going to take? Here's something they never address in Doctor time Who. travel. Doctor Who, right? So if you fly from from um, London to New York, right, for a couple of days you're all giddy, then when you come back you're absolutely screwed, okay? Well, if you go to like the 1600s or another planet, everyone's like, yeah, fine, oh, yeah, that's great. No one's got, like, time travel, yeah. um, what do you call it, jet lag. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you can understand it with the doctor, he's made of different yeah. stuff, but... But do you know Rose? why, do you know why Rose and Adric don't have jet lag? Paper, brown paper bags in their, in their shoes. shoes. The doctor, well, you don't see this on the show, I bet they showed it in a Patrick Troughton one, but you don't see it now. It's like you don't see the doctor having a dump. You never see the lavvy in the TARDIS, yet you know it must be he's there. Got, he's got two hearts, has he got two... No, no, he's got one bum hole. Right. Um, <laughs> you, but you never see the doctor going to the lavvy, right, but you know he must do. Just like you never see him say, okay, before we, uh, or it's a lady now, isn't it? Okay, before we go through time and space. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's meant to be Geordie. She's not Geordie, is she? I don't, I've got no idea. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it for, um, since um, Matt She's Smith took over, and, he, and he, yeah, exactly. he used to bully an old producer of mine. Um, <laughs> all right, David Tennant. Right, 
Okay. Yes. Okay. Before yes. Yes. Okay. Before we drink your isn't it? Before we. Before we. Okay. Okay. Yes. Before we travel through time and space, you got to put these brown paper bags in your shoes. What's that for, Doctor? Is it magic? Is it like magic? No. It's just brown paper bags with it. It stops you getting time travel sickness. What do you call it on your planet? Jet lag. That was the central column of the TARDIS. Okay, you've got Doctor, 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 I've got some bad news. Go on, what is it? We've got no paper bags. And there'll be more Doctor Who next week at the same time on BBC One. Such a weirdo. Yeah, you're an idiot. Um, oh, uh, thank you, Pete. Pete is agreeing with me, which is good. I like that because he knows tomorrow it's um, uh, it's apprentice. Apprentice correspondent, apprentice, uh, is the apprentice correspondent apprentice show tomorrow where we want 16 candidates. Let's round it up to 20 candidates. Yeah. And each week we're going to get rid of one candidate until we have our apprentice Are there correspondent. 20 weeks of the apprentice? The, no. no. It's going to overrun a little bit. It might actually run into next year. I've not done enough. <laughs> Can we get to Oliver's point? Because, um. I wish he would. Oliver, Oliver! The most, the most unique name <laughs> of all <laughs> is Oliver. <laughs> Hi. Hi there. Um, so, I phoned Kath a while ago now, um, when it was just her on her own. Who uh, gives a touch in the bum now? I wanna talk, <laughs> I wanna talk, I wanna <laughs> talk to you about what you found him for, um, punch your ears off. What? That's, that'll be drunk, that'll be the drunk <laughs> show. It's almost, it's almost worth it. It's all, what a show. What a show. Oliver, please get to the point of this call. I'm trying. Get to the point of the call, Oliver! Well, uh, well, um, when I was talking to Kath, I was talking about uh, an interview that I had the next day. And, um, Do you remember this? Hang on a minute, be quiet. Of course I remember. I paid very much attention to Oliver. What was the interview for? A job. What job? I don't think that was disclosed. It was a what? Oh, selling sofas, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And you're we, not, you've uh, not sold a... We, and we workshopped it. You've not sold a table for a thousand pounds to a, a partially sighted gentleman recently, have you? He's not blind. Oh, he is from Port Talbot. Stop throwing things at me. Oliver, please get to the point. Are you a sofa salesperson? No. That interview didn't go very well. Oh. That's because Catherine effed up the workshop. Is it sofa workshop? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Um, but, but... Uh, I had another interview on the 10th of September, so not that long ago now. Oh, it's a month ago. Uh (laughs) Didn't get that uh, one either. Then I had an interview on the 13th of September. (laughs) That was terrible. Then I had an interview on the 17th of September. Didn't even turn up for that. The 21st of September was interesting because I went on the wrong day. It was on the 20th of September. There was no interview. Um, (laughs) What is going on, please? I got a job interview uh, on the 10th and then an offer on the 11th. Yes, mate. And then and then I'm starting my training tomorrow. <laughs> so I thought Great I'd... news, Oliver. Thanks very much for the call. Dear God! 
I hope it goes very, very well for you, and I pity everybody you have to work with. Just get to the point. Good evening. <laughs> well done, Oliver. That is genuinely great news. I'm absolutely thrilled. Good evening, Christine. Hello. 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 Are you going to be sensible? Probably not. Depends what we're talking about, Christine. Christine. No. Right, listen, um, you know these eco-warriors? I don't like your tone. Oh, sorry. Don't like your tone. Well, the, uh, Extinction Rebellion. Yes. Right, I was speaking to my neighbour today. Okay. She's 82. Uh-oh. They always tell right. you, don't they? No, listen. They always tell you. Eight- She's 82 years old. I always tell you. And I said, no, I know, I know she's 82. Well, she told you. I'm, I'm just, she's my neighbour. Yeah. I know how old I she is. I don't know how old my neighbours are. And I, I would suspect that many people listening would be hard-pressed to correctly and accurately age their neighbours. Oh, well, anyway, I know her. She's a friend and I know how old she is. 82. Anyway, I said to her, <laughs> I, I spoke to her this morning yeah, and I said to her, I said, it's turned a bit chilly now, hasn't it? I said, have you put your heating on? Yeah. And she went, oh, no. She said, oh, I can't put my heating on. Yeah. So I said to her, why is that then? She said, because all over the news um, about the Extinction Rebellion yeah. up in uh, yeah. London, she said that we're not allowed to put gas central heating on. Christine, are you suggesting... That we shouldn't allow the Extinction Rebellion protesters to protest no, because your neighbour is an idiot. Eighty-two-year-old lady. Yes, yeah. right. And put her heating because, on because, because she's misunderstood. Chilly. Because she's misunderstood the news. Yeah. Are you are you saying that we shouldn't let them protest because she doesn't understand? No, facts? I'm not saying. I'm not saying that they can't protest. Right. I'm just saying that they need to come this and make sure lady, the neighbour's okay. Eighty-two-year-old. Okay, well, she's misunderstood news. Well, can I tell you something? My grandma was in her 90s, and she was convinced that global warming was the result of too many Polish people coming over here, breathing the air. That's a good, good point. So, optimist in the you know, argument. sometimes no, older no. people get things wrong. I know, but I said to her, don't be silly. I said, you know, you can't be cold. No. You can't be cold, 82-year-old lady. I mean... Of course you can't. a serious point. Of course you can't. Loads of, unfortunately, in this country, too many uh, uh, older people die each year because of the cold weather. And that's absolutely shocking that that happens. And that is terrible. And that's... Um, but luckily, she had you to, under, to to explain to her that she's allowed to put her heating on. I know. Exactly. So, I think that, really, there's um, a misunderstanding. They should, you know... From your, from your elderly neighbour? Yeah, there's a misunderstanding. They, you know, should report on the news. I mean, let's face it, all the all the radio stations, all the media, they're all putting it out. But they should say, you know, elderly people. She's worked. She worked till she was seventy-five. She must be tired. Yes. No. Okay. Well, I'm happy to do it, Christine. Here we go. Um, while I'm grateful that Extinction Rebellion are protesting to try and save the planet, if exactly. you are elderly, you are still allowed to put your heating on. I encourage it. We don't want you getting chilly. Put on a jumper. Put on layers is the thing. Layers as opposed to thickness. But you are still allowed to put your heating on. There we go. 
because we don't want elderly people dying because they're cold, do we? We, do, we don't. We don't want like genuinely. We don't want that. I mean, of course not. It's, mm. it's a terrible tragedy that um, <laughs> people will die. Lot, hundreds of people, I think it is, oh, no. will die oh, this no. year because they because they die of the cold because they can't afford listen, the heating. Listen, we agree with it. I mean, she said. Uh, I mean, we both we recycle. We don't use water. We don't. You don't use water ever. Well, we use, we, you know, we don't use, we don't turn the taps on, we don't bath. Oh, we, you don't bath? No, we have showers. Oh, okay. We don't, you oh. know, we do our best, yeah. we try. Oh, I'm sure you do. Listen, Christine, I was a little bit mean at the start of this call, and I apologise yes, for that. Was. I was, I was. Uh, and I apologise for that. And, um... Uh, we uh, should, we should tell the elderly. You're absolutely right. They can put, you know, they can turn a radiator on and... And I said to her, right, I'll be round in a little while. And I've put my, and she's, I've turned her radiator on in the, in the hallway. She insisted that I had to put it on in the hall. She said, I'll put that one on. She said, because hopefully it'll warm the rest of the house up. Yeah. You know, poor old lady. Yeah. Seriously. Worked till 70, you know, 75. And she's scared. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's not fair. It's, Really not fair. Well, hang on, which bit's not fair? I don't think it's fair that these people are frightening. No, that, that I disagree with, right? That I disagree with. It's really serious, it's really serious. Uh, uh, and by the way, Jamie, Mr. Soff on Twitter, get stuff, son. You ain't got a clue what you're talking about. Muted. Um, but it, 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 what is, what they are talking about is the end of the world as we know it. And not everybody's feeling fine. They, they can't, they can't say it in a soft way. It's really important. Now, unfortunately, there will be people that kind of misunderstand what that is, like your neighbour. Although I suspect I, 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 that there will be many 70 and 80 year olds that understand. There, I think there are some 70 year olds as part of the protest. We can't couch or hide the seriousness of what their protest is for the few unfortunate people that will misunderstand it. I know. I, I mean, we agree with it. Um, I mean, where I live, we all agree. We all try our best. You know, we recycle. We do what we can. I don't drive. She doesn't drive. Yeah. We don't even use buses. You know, we never get on transport. She walks up the road and gets a little bit of shopping. And yeah. okay. She even said to me... You sound like good people. She even said to me, yeah. I've, I've not been buying meat lately. And yeah, I went, why is that? She said, because uh, we're not allowed to eat the meat. We're not allowed to eat meat. Well, I wonder I'm if this woman, with respect, should be living on her own, if that's, I mean, yeah, she becoming a... Yeah, I, well, exactly. And I'm wondering if perhaps she needs some someone to kind of keep an eye on her. If, she's, if, if that's what she's getting from the news bulletins that she's not allowed to eat meat and she's not allowed to have her heating on i suggest that that with respect and with love that that, that, that she's misunderstanding stuff that is is blatantly clear i haven't seen on the news that we're not allowed to eat meat and we're not allowed to have the well, heating on they're not I listen to talk radio. I listen to. I don't care. I don't care about the other shows. They're nothing to do with me. But I have to say, they are not saying on the news you are not allowed to eat meat and you're not allowed to have the heating on. That is simply not true. 
Well, anyway, that's what that's what she and I'll. She's misunderstood the news because they are not saying that. I said she'd been shopping, and that's how, that's how I caught her. She was coming back, and I said to her, "What have you got in your shopping bag?" She said, "Oh, I've only bought vegetables." I mean, well, where's your meat? She lives on her own. I mean. And you're not getting any meat. She went, no, we're not allowed to eat meat. Well, then, I, then I, w I worry for her safety if that's what <laughs> she's getting from the news. Because the news is not saying you are not allowed to eat meat and you're not allowed to put the heating on. They're not saying that at all. Well, and well done you for pointing that out to her. That shows you're a good neighbour and a good person. Well, and as I say, I, I try my best. I... Yes, I know. You've, to yep, you've, told, you've told us all of that. Um, I try my best. Yeah. I do my researching. I don't well, drive. Don't... I don't get on transport. You're allowed to get buses. You're allowed to get buses. No, I walk. I, okay, I, well, that's your choice. I walk. That's your but choice. But as I say, yeah, um, it's fright. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'll be honest with you. There's elderly people who are misunderstanding the news. Neighbor, but there must be elderly are people elderly that people are listening. misunderstanding the news. I mean, what can we do about that? Misunderstanding well, the news. What can we do about that? Well, perhaps, you know, you should say... I did. Just did. You can't put a disclaimer in the news bulletins. By the way, just in case you... you, you don't worry. We know we just reported on a murder, but the, the murders are really statistically low. The chances of you get... You're more likely to get hit by a bus than you are to be murdered. But the chances of you being hit by a bus are really low as well. What, what, what do you do? The news is there to report the facts. If your neighbour is misunderstanding the news to such a level that she's putting her own life at risk, I suggest that your neighbour is perhaps... Um, and I, I, I'm just going by what you said. I don't know, but perhaps she shouldn't be living on her own. Well, where is she? Well, that's where a different is issue. That's a whole different issue. But it sounds like, from what you have the said, that, that the elderly people. You got to understand, elderly people. They, you know, they. She lost her husband forty years ago. Gosh, that's uh, and okay. She lives in the house on her own. Yeah, and. You know, she wants to stay in that. She, she's quite capable. I oh, mean, she's she looking, she's walk. got you looking out for her, Christine. Yeah, she can walk. She can, she goes up the road every day and gets her a bit of shopping and whatever. You know, but she's got this thing in her head. She can't put. Well, you've, you've put her right. You have corrected her and you have put her right. And hopefully she'll be tucking into a nice lamb shank at the weekend. Well, anyway, Lee, I hope that you, uh, you know, you've listened to me and you've... Well, we just had a conversation, didn't we? You, yeah. I hope you, I hope, you, anyway, Christine, I hope, I hope you listen to me and learn my first name. Lee. Is it Lee? No, it's not. But thanks for your call. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, Jamie has tweeted... Um, being as obnoxious as ever with the current call, easy cannon fodder. Enjoy your week off because it's all too much, big lad. Then he's tweeted you... All too much. Tell you, mate, if you fancy a debate, call me flipping cat. Jamie, I don't know what your number is, mate. I, I'm more than happy to give you a call and invite you on. Um, I looked at his next tweet. I, I suspect he's not up to it. Uh, he, he, Jamie, you're very welcome on, mate. You can either call us and we call you straight back. That's how it works. Or if you, I, I mean, I don't know. You've invited me to call you, but I don't have a number. Be more than happy to, um, more than happy to have a chat with you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call just to remind old people you are allowed to turn the heating on you are allowed to eat 
meat. Also, for other old people, like uh, my dear departed grandma, it's not the Polish people's We fault. don't know that for sure. I don't think they're using up the air. I don't think that's the thing. We don't know that for sure. Global warming is all to do with the Poles and the Albanians and the travelling community. Let's go to Cleo. Good evening, Cleo. Anyway, right, bud. Um, I require your, your help. Okay. Is it to um, get rid of your cob on that you often have on Twitter? I don't have a cob on. You do quite often. I just have a deal. Um, I know you've mentioned before that you you suffer from you, you don't like being in um, what's the word I'm looking for like public water in public what? you don't like being in like public scenarios where <laughs> you're like socialising and stuff I, I, socially awkward yes yes <laughs> yes well um, I've got to I've got to I've been, uh, it's hard to explain this. I've been like that since I've been depressed, so for the last five years or so. Yeah. I've gone from being like, um, the, the one who holds court. Yes. And all of our little shenanigans to being the exact opposite. I've been agoraphobic for the last three years. Okay. So how can we help um, you? How can we help? I'm going to go for a meal on Saturday with my old bandmates. Yeah to commemorate one of our other bandmates <laughs> who died yeah. ten years ago and his parents are coming up. Okay. Um and I don't want to go. Okay. But I feel obliged because it's obviously to be banned about Oh, never, never do anything that you feel obliged to. Never never do anything you feel obliged to. It's the thing I've learned as I get older. If I feel obliged to and I don't want to do it, I have to check I don't want to do it for the right reasons. But yeah, if I, if I, if I'm being made to, if I'm being made to feel obliged and I don't want to do it, I don't do it. But I'm not sure if it's, they're, they're not imposing that go, but it's like, in my own head, I'm like, if I don't go. Okay, well then my, if you, if you, so you want to know how to go. Get drunk before, easy. Simple as cats, right? Get drunk. You should get drunk before. Get steam. Absolutely steaming. I don't think that's quite. I'll turn it up. And we're gonna get the band back together. And mum and dad, nice to meet you. I get the band back together right now in the restaurant. Screw you. I don't think that's very good advice, Lane. Okay. It's just a suggestion. But, um. Catherine. Hmm. I've always had this because I want you the way I look. Yeah. Uh, I've always had it in me, and I've always, I think that's why I've always been the one who's held court. Yeah. So I can, like... Yeah, but you haven't got to be that guy. If you're worried that you're not going to be that guy, you haven't got to be that guy. But then... Also, no one is as bothered yeah. about the way you look as you are. Mm. I think the majority of people have got their own stuff going on. Mm. And... what's The, the response I get from people might... Uh, yeah, but these are, these are your mates. These are your mates, though. But it's not just that it's been the whole. It's, it's going to be in a restaurant. Yeah. And I've not socialised for years. Yeah. And um. Well, what, what well, a great way to start with friends. So. So yeah. and it's not about the evening thing. There's also with with yeah. the with the band the breakup. There was a lot of animosity there as well. I didn't oh, help. Well, there's some, there's there's a lot. And with us. Oh. There's loads of little things. But you get that with all bands. There's always loads of little nickels, but it's like... Right, here's the thing you've got to ask yourself, and only you can decide this. Do you really want to go? If it was your thing, would you want someone to come begrudgingly or because they felt obliged? 
and how much of your life are you prepared to limit for the sake of what someone you don't know might say? <coughs> and that last one is probably the most important one because that's not just about one night. That's about the rest of your life. Well, that, I would be, I would, I would be giving myself that advice a few years ago. Well, I'm in a weird place where, God, I'm really crying. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a weird place where I can't. To me, I'd be letting them down if I don't go. Um, could oh, you? Could you not? And I know it's a, it's a thing because the parents are coming. But if the object of the exercise is to commemorate your friend and. Uh, to see your bandmates, could you not invite them round to you? No, nah, I've got to. Uh, I've got to make a bit of a travel to get there. You see, it's not it's not very local. If my friend though, if my friend was staying in because of agoraphobia, hmm. and I hadn't seen them for years because of agoraphobia, I would travel to see them. Well, that's the thing. I've been there now more, but not socialising. That's the only. <sighs> you, 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 you're ignoring Catherine's suggestion and you're um, doing what we all do. You're, every time a suggestion is made, you're putting another barrier <laughs> in place. I'm overthinking. I, I can't stop overthinking it. Yeah, I know, and that's the best part of the problem. When is it? Saturday. Yeah. Do you know what? It'll be alright. Here's the thing. All these things that I do that I don't want to do, they're alright. They're alright. Sometimes they're really good. But at worst, they're all right, you know. Those people would be glad to see you. But um, you've got to weigh up whether it's uh, whether it's worth the stress to you. I think I might be too emotional. Then don't go. Because I'm missing. Yeah. There you go. Every there day, you every go. single day. Well, there I think you go. it sounds to me like it might do you some good, but I can see that it's hard. There you go. That's what it's about, man. Oh, Christ, man. When did he die? Ten years ago, is it? And, and the 23rd of December. But it's his birthday mm-hmm. on this weekend. And the, you see his folks, um, they're dead old and they were class when he died. And we, he's, because he's from London, well, he's from Trinidad originally, but he, he moved here from London. Um, and so he was, he was actually, his funeral was up here, even though he's a London, London lad. And that's why they come up, because of the light, they visit the band and stuff, and, and we promised him so much when he was dying. And we failed. Oh, Christ. I'm about to put the phone down. So I'm like, no worries. Right, no worries, mate. Thanks for the call. Take care, brother. Take care, man. Love you, Cleo. Oh, man. There's a lot of stuff wrapped up in that. There's a lot of stuff. Thanks for that call, my brother. And, um, yeah. Um, Jamie's confusing me because Jamie says he wants to come on. He's ignoring my tweets asking what his number is and does he want to come on or not. I suspect you as a twosome, he's talking about us, are as hypocritical as they come for numbers. Okay. What? That poor lady had no answer and pain ridiculed her nonstop. I think he means Ian. I care not a jot about content. However, however, Ian claims 
mental illness. That last call was obnoxious as well. Jamie, come on, dude. You're waiting for the block. It ain't going to happen. But I, I've, I've tweeted you twice asking you what's your number. I mean, you can call us. We'll call you back. But I don't. I'm just confused. Do you want to come on or do you want to have a Twitter spat because you've had a few bevies? If it's a Twitter spat, I'm a little bit busy doing a radio show. Yeah. If you want to come on and have a chat and see if we can get to a conclusion, then I'm up for that. Chris, you've been on already. Sorry to ring you again. Well, yeah. go, I want to go to David Babcock. Oh, I do apologize then. Thank you very much indeed. David Babcock. I'm Liam. Uh, are you on speakerphone, mate? No. Sounds a bit rubbish. Uh, I don't know what to do about that. Are you speaking into the phone? Hang on. Oh. Yeah. Okay, why are you whispering? Am I? You sound different now. What is going on? I are don't you, know. Are you being kid- have you- are you being kidnapped? No, why am I quiet? I played, um, GTA V, Grand Theft Auto V, with David Babcock the other day, and he drives a hearse in it. <laughs> <laughs> he drives a hearse in it, and his <laughs> character looks exactly like him, but without any trousers on. Oh, why no trousers? It's hot, it's hot in America. Yeah, but it's I mean, in I thought trousers at funerals were a general prerequisite. I'm wearing pants. I'm not going to oh, right, You can't see the though. pants though because he's um, he's he's got a long coat on. <laughs> David, <laughs> what? I've got a coat. Yeah, what can we? It's a weird old show tonight. What can we do for you? I've got, it's quite a long one. You got the news coming up. Well, uh, here we are. Is it a serious one or a light one? Serious. Sorry? Serious. Is it to do with sexual congress with, um, cleaning appliances? No, it's to do with turkey. Turkey. The place or the fowl? The place, please. Okay. Right. What, can I ask, why have you got a bit of a cob on tonight, mate? I've got a cold. Ah, <laughs> put some Vicks on the soles of your feet and put your socks on. Stop that, on. stop that. That's dangerous advice. It's not, it's nice. Let's be telling old people they can't put their heating on. <laughs> All right, David, what we'll do, did you hear the top of this hour? Did you hear when we came back from the news at 11 o'clock? Yeah, the Nigel. Yeah, and what did Nigel do? He sang a song. Right, so what we'll do is when we come back from the news, we'll do the same thing with you, if that's okay. You'll hear a jingle, and then you start, you sing a song. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm not good at karaoke. Okay, so we'll come back, you sing a song, and then we'll yeah. let you make your point, okay? Thank you. Okay, if you could just get your mouth nearer the phone, that would be wonderful. Yeah, I will, I will do, yeah. Okay, this, what weird, what weird vibe. Um, if Jamie calls up, we'll, we'll, we'll put him straight on. I'm, I'm looking forward to speaking to Jamie. Um, 0344-499-1000. This is The Late Night Alternative. Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. If it needs a little time is needed. to be made. The good advice of friends unheeded. The best of puns mislaid. Just looking for a new direction. In an old familiar way. Hey, 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 hey. The forming of a new connection. To study or to play. 
And so the conversation turned until the sun went down. And many fantasies were learning on that day. Keep feeling fascination, passion burning, love so strong. Keep feeling fascination, looking, learning, moving on. David Babcock's called in about Turkey. Good evening, David. Oh, yeah. I've just come back from holiday. Oh. Where? Um. Turkey. Okay. Oh. Lovely. Hope you had a nice time. Baklava? Sorry? Midhaba? Excuse me? Baklava? Sorry? Midhaba? Excuse me? Habibi? Hello? Baklava? Yes. Great. Right. Hello? Yes. I'm looking forward to Sorry. hearing this story about your holiday. That's what you've called in well, for. Uh, well, you know, I um, stayed at the uh, Starlight Resort Hotel. <laughs> okay, sounds great. I'm going to Google it. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's see where da- the Starlight Resort Hotel, let's see where David Babcock stayed. Don't, you, you think I'm showing off? Mm, it's going to be fair swanky. Oh, my. Is it swanky? In Antalya, Turkey. Well, you know, here's yeah. the irony. He stayed in Turkey. You know what he did, his job is, apart from ghost hunting? He sexes yeah. chickens. Gosh. No, I don't know. He that, sexes that. them. Bloody hell, look at that! Are you the that's one that won the lottery? I may be me, yeah, yeah. Did you get a late deal? What do you mean late deal? I had it booked for ages. Oh, fine. Okay, he booked was early. Saving up. Yeah, okay. Not, you didn't Thomas cook it, did you? No, no. Don't go for that. No, no. We did. We were the last ones in. And then the time before, we went monarch. Oh, blimey. Uh, I've got to say, um, the Starlight Resort Hotel is set within beautiful gardens overlooking uh, the calm waters of the Mediterranean coast. Mm. Okay, Uh, glad you said that. Right. So, what is the point of this call, David? Five stars. Five star hotel? Yeah. For a little, little, little failed ghost hunter? Yeah. Incredible scene. Did you get your own Hoover every room? No, no, no. I didn't. Strict, strict no Hoover policy in there. Was it, was it haunted, David? It wasn't haunted, but I tell you what, I, I learnt a great trick from the uh, barman. From he was behind the bar, mm. right? That's where they tend to be found. Yeah, and um, do you want me to do it? Do it on you? Yeah. Okay. Right. Melon, 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 melon. No, 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 wait. (laughs) Is it lemon? Wait. Melon, melon. Am I supposed to, am I then going to say melon, but the answer's lemon? Oh. Okay, all right, fine. Just keep saying melon Melon. then. I'm thinking lemon while you're saying melon. Go. Lemon. Lemon. Are you ruining it? All right, I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know what it is. Do it on Kath. Got to do it on me. But just keep thinking lemon, Kath. Don't do it, right. Melon, 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 melon. Right, Kath. Yeah. Lemon. Name a citrus fruit. A lemon. Oh, I've ruined it. No, you confused me. That went, nah, that's not how it's meant to go. Do I do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I'll pretend I've forgotten. No, it's not citrus, it's idiot. Right. Don't call Catherine an idiot, call David. Call Come on. Call, call myself. Melon, 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 melon. Boobs. No. 
Boobies. Right. Name a fruit. A fruit? Um, Strawberry. Yep, love it. Strawberry is actually um, a nut. No, it isn't. It is a nut. No. It's a nut. No. Yes. No. Don't bring Susan into this. I no, won't. Don't do it. I'd rather... David, have you ever wondered what it would be like if Susan, regular callers, Susan and Jasmine met at a bus stop? <laughs> I think it would be something like this. And where are you going, Jasmine? Oh, I'm going to have my eyes looked at even though I've cured myself. And scene. Wonderful, wonderful. If you'd like to throw uh, Susan and Jasmine into a bizarre, crazy scenario, 03444991000. All the fun things we're doing tonight. So, David, what was the point of this, straw this strawberry, of this story? You wanted Catherine to say strawberry. No, I, I mean, on the topic of, um, um, oh, imitations. Right. So, are we done with Turkey? Well, no, I was just trying to get a plug in for the hotel because I promised the manager I wouldn't. Right, okay. So you didn't want to talk about the fact that basically Donald Trump has given Turkey permission to go and do some bombing somewhere because that's what's happened in the world. I was on the beach and I saw uh, some army uh, helicopters fly over. Army? Army. Okay. Right. Uh, no, let me, I'm, I'm, this has not gone the point where I planned it. Okay. What would you like to say, David? I want to do, just before I go, an imitation of the caller, and you can try and get away. Okay. I got a car crash and I broke me ribs. Oh, no. Good <laughs> night. No. Yellow card. I guess Jamie's not coming on, um, which is a real... Uh, it was a real shame. I think he might have fallen asleep. Yeah. Um, it's probably for the best. Okay, probably it's for the best. All right, buddy. Here goes the big old mute. Well done, Jamie. Thank you, mate. Hope you drank some water. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable scenes. Um, switchboard's empty. I'll tell you what we'll do. Because we've got a switchboard, okay? Oh, God. And for the last couple of weeks, what? Well, this is how we break it. Exactly. We've, we've had a, a leisurely... Sunday drive through Burnham Beaches for the last couple of hours. I think for the last 50 minutes, it's time to put the pedal to the metal. Take it right up the coast. And to <laughs> take it right up your coast in a minute. And we're going to supercharge the show. Up until today, we've only had, we've got 10 lines, right? And for the last few weeks, people have only been able to phone in on one line. So one line would ring, it mean no one else could phone in, right? I have been told... We have four lines that can ring at once. Even though we've got ten lines, I've been told the best we're going to get is eight lines out of the ten. I can work with four. I can make magic with four. So we're going to take calls straight to air. Just for a bit. We're going to see if it's true that we can have four people ringing in a national radio station at exactly the same time. Amy, are you ready? Catherine, are you ready? Born ready. Let's press the pedal to the metal. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're gonna take call straight to air. Don't swear. Don't be libelous. I have a we have a fourteen second delay here. I have a dump button. I have access to two dumps 
at a time. That means if you say anything that I don't want to be broadcast because it's racist or sweary or whatever, it doesn't get broadcast. No one hears it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to line one. Good evening, line one. You love Mike Dickin. That's absolutely true. By the way, I'm not going to even give him the pleasure of mentioning his name. But a few months ago, we did mention someone's name on here. The gentleman who had been emailing me and, and harassing me, right? And I'd, I'd been to, I'd reported him to the police. I'd reported him to, the, I, I, and I, then I went as far as a few months ago as naming him on, on Twitter and saying, please stop emailing me. Mm-hmm. You make me very uncomfortable and this is now harassment. Well, he got quite abusive at one point. Got very abusive. Got very, very abusive. We got four lines flashing. This is beautiful. It's not perfect, but it's beautiful. Uh, I found him very uh, uh, unsettling. Well, he emailed again today. I come in peace. Have a look at this link. Delete. Well, actually sent to the folder that well, I was hoping would not get any more things in, but I've had to. I don't want to go to the police again. But I come in peace. Have a look at this link. No, you're a weirdo and you make me uncomfortable. Stop emailing me. We'll get another email saying, oh, no, you, uh. Line one, you're on the wireless. Funny. Fat, 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 fat. Funny. Okay, thank you very much indeed. That's easy for you to say. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. will be answered shortly. Oh. Thank you for holding. That's us. Okay, well, let's try line three. Try line three. Try line three. Try something. Line four, you're on the wireless. I like it like that. I like it like that. How do you like it? Hello? I like it like that. Thank you very much indeed. I've got a feeling. Line one, you're on the wireless. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, line one. Hello, line one. Your call will be answered shortly. Thank you for holding. Okay. Hello, caller. Let's go to line one. You're on the wireless. Hello, caller. Have we just broken the phones? I knew you would. Did we just break the... We can't have anything nice around here. Did we just break the phones? I'm going to phone in and see if we just broke... This is the radio equivalent of Kim Kardashian's oiled up backside. Easy access, isn't it? Uh, Let's just see if we... I'm phoning on my phone to see if it comes up on... No, we got a phone call. We got a phone call. We got a phone call. Okay. Line one, you're on the wireless. Here's Kasper. Yeah? Why? I want to ask um, how she is. Um, okay, I'll put you through to Kath now. Kath, there's a call for you. Hello, Kath speaking. How can I help? Hi, Kath. You're lovely, you are. Thanks very much. Is Sam there? Nope, no. Sam's not here. Who's there? Oh, who's behind the glass? Well, that's none of your business, buddy. Oh, I'll, I want to say something to him, please. Yeah, it's not a him, it's a her, and I don't want you talking to them, buddy. Well, I, I want to tell them how lovely they are. 
Well, they're listening and they heard it. Now get out of here, you piece of trash. I've got, I've, I've, I haven't said anything to you yet. No, exactly. I don't want, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Let's go to line Hello? See, I, here's what I can't tell, and I shouldn't say this on air. I can't tell if that's the phone system knackered or someone doing something brilliant. Yeah. I can't tell. My guess? Phone system knackered. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Given the last five days, yeah. Okay. Okay, let me, Okay, because we've got we got we got this call waiting for us. There we go. <laughs> Hello, caller. Okay. <laughs> Let me just see if I get through. Sorry, thank you for holding. Okay. I say I come. Look, here we go. This is me. Hello. Hello. Is that me? Is that me? What? What? Hello. Hello. Hello, me. Hello, me. Hello, me. Hello. 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 Kill, 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 kill. This is how this it is feels to be lonely. Okay, so it's working. It's yeah, fine. Okay, so it's working. Good. Let's go to line uh, four. Four, you're on the wireless. Bacon. Bacon? Where? I've got bacon in the fridge. Line three, you're on the wireless. You, sir, are a goddamn piece of trash. Whoa! <laughs> Burn. Burn. Let's go to line five. Five, you're on the wireless. Red Robin. Pardon? Pardon, monsieur? Um, okay. Hello? All right, party time! Line one, you're on the wireless. No, okay, let's try line two, you're on the wireless. No, they've gone. Let's try line one, you're on the wireless. What sort of thing is happening here? Okay. Um, the engineer is listening. Good evening, engineer. And he says that someone, that the, the, the music coming down the line is someone messing about. I bet it's the engineers messing about getting revenge. <laughs> but fair play to them. They deserve it. They've worked hard for this show, and it is appreciated. It really is appreciated. I should buy you guys a drink at some point. But, um, guys, stop, stop pranking me. Stop punking me. Hello, Line 4. You're on the wireless. Hello. And there goes the vibe. Good evening, Line 4. Hello. Hello, Line 4. What have you got for us? 
Well, you hung up on me. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm well, still talking about my table I bought. Jesus wept. I know it's terrible. Yep. Okay. So thousand pound table, yes. Well, I, there's more things that, that other people worry about. But I'm worried about, I bought this bloody table now, and I? Engineers, if you're listening, I can't reject calls that are coming in. I'm just saying that so that you know. I can't reject oh, calls. Oh, not Shut up. I'm not talking to you, Chris. I'm talking to the engineers, you muppet. The calls that are ringing, I can't reject them. Okay, Chris, so tell us about this. this tell us about this table, please, mate. It's always, you want to reject my call? Okay, I'll, I, I, I can reject your call. It was the ones coming in that I couldn't. But thanks for allowing me to do so. Um, line three, you're on the wireless. Ian, it's Big Stew. It's who? It's Big Stew. Big Stew? Yeah, you've been calling to me the last couple of days. Surely you ain't forgotten me. Oh, Big Stew! <laughs> I, we, I said we should never speak at work! Oh, sorry. <laughs> what can I do for you, Ian, my darling? I've got bad I've got bad feedback in my radio. What's going on? It sounds like you're messing the lines. Or no, 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 not messing, no? not messing the lines at all, Big Stu. No. Oh, no, it sounds like you're paying some feedback on the lines. No, Big Stu, no feedback here. Well, how would we do that? Oh, oh, I don't know. Maybe you've got a magic spinning stick. thing. Maybe I've got a magic stick. You'd like that, wouldn't you, Big Stew? You'd love that. Did we do the quarter past adverts? Well, let's take this call and then... Oh, they've gone. Let's do them now. No rules nocturnal mattering for nightbirds, nurses and Nosferatu. <laughs> All right, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uh, we'll do a call straight to air just to test... The phone system. We'll do that until one o'clock when Daryl Morris comes in. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Don't swear. Don't be libelous. Apart from that, pretty much anything else goes. You can do what you want. Catherine Boyle, what have you brought? So I don't think Jamie's going to call in. By the way, I think Jamie might have fallen asleep. I think his mum might have told him to go to bed. Uh, she's taken his trousers and his shirt off, left his pants on, and put him to bed. Good lad, Jamie. Uh, I hope you're feeling better in the morning. Catherine, what have you got for us tonight, please? Last month, people couldn't stop talking about fireworking, a dating term which sounds much nicer than it is. Sounds horrible. It essentially involves someone starting a relationship in order to put on a big show to make their ex jealous or boost their own ego. Is that like rebound? Fireworking, well, showing off, I guess, online. Okay, let me, do you mind if I just take a call mm. as, they, as they come in, as we test the phone system? Hello, line one, you're on the wireless. Hiya. Hiya. Can you switch the radio off for us, please? Yeah. Thank you. You're right. Yeah. What's going on? Um, I was just ringing up. I was listening to the show then, and I was just wanted to join in basically. Okay. Well, is there anything you'd like to say? Um, I just wanted. Is it Ian? It's Ian. Me? Yes, Ian and Catherine. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, congratulate him on his 18 months. Of hey, you're today. on. The, you're talking to me now. You're on the air. Um, yeah, well, um, me, myself, I'm an alcoholic, and I just wanted to congratulate you. Hey. I know how much. Thank you. Uh, how much hard work it is trying to get clean and sober. I was an alcoholic for 15 years. How long have you been um, sober? Um, I'm coming up to two years yes. on the 15th. Yeah, 15th of this month? 
Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Congratulations. Well done. So, I can't remember, because I tend to go to, do you go to AA? Um, I do both. You do both. Yeah, okay. yeah, so you, can, you get you get um. Is it a black key? It's a black key ring, isn't it? In uh, NA yeah, for two yeah, years, yeah. multiples of years. Because um, the alcohol was my problem, but I always smoked cannabis. There you go. There and you I go. found out that when I was in AA, when I told AA in the meetings that I struggled with cannabis, I was chunned basically. So I had to go to a different. Some therapy. some AA meetings, a few AA meetings, don't like you talking about drugs, and they don't see drugs as a yeah. problem. And if you mention, I've done it where I've sat in AA and said, I'm an addict and an alcoholic. And they kind of, if you say you're an addict, they're a bit, so in some places I've been, I, it hasn't happened to me, but in some AA meetings, there's someone will, will say to you afterwards, we, we don't say addict here, we say alcoholic and, and you're not really, yeah. you're here to talk about alcohol, not about drugs. Um, so you're right. Oh, well, well, well done. How is, how is life? Um. <laughs> This year has been the worst year of my life. Um, I've nearly lost my property. My son's gone to prison, oh, but I've done it sober. So yeah. it's. Do you know what? I actually like the growth. Yeah. You know, from the from the challenges that I've got had, I like to see that I can get come out of it without drinking and you know mm. using substances. Well, this is the thing. You, you surviving these huge things is is great. Um, you also got what is the phrase? Um, uh, well, there's something, it was about elephants and ants, isn't it? There's something, it, it's not the elephants that will, will, will take you away, it's the ants. And it basically, I mean, the, the big stuff, sometimes that seems easy, but it's the, it's the small thing, like someone swearing at you at work, or, you know, someone cutting you up in the car that can make us go back out there again. But you sound, well, you sound like you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I do a 12-step program, no, I'm not mental mention it on the no, radio but, not, but um it's the best thing i've ever done in my life and i think it should be everyone whether you're an addict or an alcoholic to do it yeah. it's a brilliant way of living yeah i'm you really know, thrilled it's, for you it's very kind of you to wish me um congratulations um next you know i'm heading on to march the 26th 27th when i'm going to get my two years um and congratulations you as well it's uh it is a huge achievement and people that aren't in it don't know how difficult it is. Well, it's, it's like they say, though, imagine a whole room of alcoholics sat together and we can talk. Mm. You know, sat in a bar, it's not, it's not possible. Sat in a bar, it kicks off. Sat in like a church yeah. hall or a school hall or a, one meeting I go to is in a, a bowls club. Um, and it, and it works. It, somehow yeah. it works and it's, it's a miracle and it's great and I love it and it saved my life and uh, more of it, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the best thing I've ever done. I wish yeah. I'd done it earlier, but, you know, we do things. You do we it have to go through things yeah. and yeah. come out the other side. So. Hey, congratulations. Um, well done. What day, what day did you say your um, birthday was, the 15th? On the 15th, 15th. yeah. 15th. All right, I shall, I shall be thinking of you on the 15th. Thank you so much for your call. I really appreciate it. All right, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. There you go. Should we give the number out, just in case that's... Yeah, the AA else? number... Thank you for that caller. That was brilliant. Yeah, let's give out the AA number. All right. It's 0800 917 7650. That's 0800 917 7650. It works. It works, man. You shouldn't. Load of, load of drunks, load of junkies sat in a room. Works. Anything that worked for me. Nothing else stopped it. Couldn't willpower, psychiatry, counselling, threat of losing 
my house or my flat at the time and my career and my partner. Started losing my kids. Well, okay. It didn't stop me. It didn't stop me. It's the only thing that stopped me was, was, uh, was that. It's not for everyone, by the way. It isn't for everyone. And, and uh, there are alternatives. I don't really know a lot about the alternatives because I didn't, but you know, that works for me. Uh, line one, you're on the wireless. Increasingly, we live in a world where nothing makes any sense. Events come and go like waves of a fever, leaving us confused and uncertain. I like how they waited for the introduction to progress. Those in power tell stories to help us make sense of the complexity of reality. Is this Adam Curtis? I think this is... But those stories are increasingly unconvincing and hollow. This is a film about why those stories have stopped making sense. And how that led us in the West to become a dangerous and destructive force in the world. I think that was hypernormalization. Oh, right. I've seen that on the, uh, <laughs> some really player good. or something. It's actually really good. It's actually really good. Um, continue over civil play, and if you don't mind, I'll, I'll bring in callers as they pop up as we test and new phone system 03444991000. So we've established this term fireworking, which yes. is, um, starting a new relationship just to show off to your ex that yep. you're quote unquote happy when actually it's, it's just for show. Yeah. This month, however, zombieing is oh, the word. A dating uh, trend that's been around for a while. It's doing the rounds online. In case you've never heard of, of it, here's a look at what it means and what to do if someone you're dating turns out to be a zombie. We've all heard of ghosting, when someone you've matched with or been out with randomly starts ignoring you, never to be seen or heard from again. Mm. Well, think of zombieing as a step up from that. This is what happens when your potential love interest ghosts you after a great date, only then to pop up later on another dating app or by sliding oh. into your DMs or text messages like a zombie rising from the dead. Okay. This leaves you in a tricky situation. After being ghosted once, do you give them another chance or do you move on and find someone else? If you find yourself in this precarious position and decide to give it another go, you need to be careful. At least that's according to marriage therapist Dr. Jane Greer. This isn't Tracy Cox. No, Jane I like, Greer. I like Cox. Speaking to Cosmopolitan, she says, you have to be careful if you're going to date a zombie. It's essential to have very clear plans in place for connecting when you're going to be spending time and how often you'll text. If you, can I, may I interrupt? Now go to real zombies. If a real zombie was really, really hot and not too mouldy. Yeah. And they promised not to break your flesh or when they bite you and turn you into a zombie. Mm. Would you do it? No. No. A hot zombie. Hot, a really hot zombie. They're too fragile. You have legs falling fresh, off. Fresh, a fresh zombie. That's an old, that's an old zombie you're talking about. I'm talking about a fresh, like, three day old zombie. Mm. Would you? I don't think I'd be able to get over the dead thing. I mean, call me shallow, but I prefer them, like, properly alive, not, not okay. undead. Okay, alright, okay. But I say that, but you fall in love with a person, don't you? You certainly do. You certainly do, don't you, line one? All right, Jamie, what you got to say then? Okay, it's a little bit too muffled, hey. I'm afraid. All right, Jamie, what you got to say then? <laughs> uh, Jamie, I just wonder why you were being so aggressive on Twitter. I'm not scared of you, like I'm scared, I'm scared of cough more than, well, I'm not scared of cough, I'm scared of cough more than you. Okay, all right, that makes absolute sense. Thank you so much, Jamie. Well, at least you called in. That's, that's, that's settled. You okay. should be more scared of me. Continue, Evusivi, please. I will find you. Oh. 
And yeah, so if you're going to do that, some other things to consider before agreeing to another date are whether or not the individual apologised for ghosting you in the first place, whether there are any other red flags about this person that concern you, and where your standards are at, because you deserve to be treated well. I think this can all be summed up by, uh, no, don't, because they're messing you about. Um, Catherine and I might be playing the Glastonbury Festival next year. Uh-huh. They, Pyramid they, stage? Well, this is it. They reply, Here's the thing, I've never been to the Glastonbury, by the way, Andrew Ridgely might be coming on the show before Christmas. I have never been to the Glastonbury Festival. It's not actually in Glastonbury. Um, and I emailed them about doing the rabbit hole, this show we do at the festival. And someone got back saying, hi Ian, thanks for getting in. Actually they said hello Ian, I don't know why I said hi and I felt uncomfortable there. Because you thought the cool guys say hi but these guys are more formal. Hello Ian. Thanks for getting in touch with us here at Worthy Farm. Each area of the festival is programmed by its own individual area organiser and team, and not centrally. If there is a, if there is particular area of the festivals that you feel your show would be most suited to, then please let us know in reply, and we'll be happy to pass on your proposal for consideration. Best wishes, Worthy Farm team. Now, I don't know what... The, let's go to the website. Everyone's bought their tickets now. And imagine if we get added to the bill. And the people that were, nah, I think I'll sit this one out. And our names pop up on the bill. Balls! So, so what area do we think we, we fit in? I'll read out uh, the areas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay, so these are the areas. The pyramid stage. That's the big stage. I'm going to say no. Let's let Coldplay have it again. I'm going to say no. The other stage. I imagine that's Is there like, an awkward stage we've gone? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like a stage in development that you could, is there like a, anyway, you can do that yourself. Now, okay, here we get in it. Theatre and circus. Let's have a little look. Welcome to theatre, circus. No. Uh, cabaret, poetry, no. dance, comedy. Theatre and Circus. Welcome to Theatre and Circus. Three beautiful fields of wonder filled with dazzling entertainment and amazing spectacle set right in the heart of the festival. Highlights. Uh, comedy fans will be pleased to hear that Nish Kumar has the dates in his diary and his tent packed and ready. I don't want to stay in a tent. I don't want to stay in a tent. Right. Can we get um, a yurt? There may be a floor in this plan. What's the green fields? Green fields. Oh, Jesus, No. The green fields we share love and knowledge, educate and communicate, raise awareness of climate change. Goodbye. Silver Hayes. Um, Silver Hayes returns with, with incredible lineup. We're bringing back six stages to Worthy Farm. Sonic, Gully Blues, Pussy Parlure. I beg your pardon? Pussy pl- Parlure. Oh. No, that's not us. Cinnaramageddon. Sin, but it's not cinema, it's cinema. Cinerama Geddon. Cine, Cine That's gotta be movies, right? Yeah. Okay, that's movies. We're not in that. I think we're theatre and circus. Glastonbury on sea. That's a, that's a pier. Jeez, let's just take us, um, we've got a call here. Let's go to line two. Hello, line two. Hello, Catherine and Lee. Uh, Ian, sorry. <laughs> 
Um, you were saying about environmentally friendly products earlier, and, and the sort of eco stuff and all the rest of it. Yeah. Just people to look at what they use, what they throw down the drain. That's what I suppose I wanted to ring up about. It was just sort of the thing of what we actually use and what we throw into the rivers is more important than eating meat and all the various other things and not switching your heating on. Yeah. It's just the pollution. But I learned something. is On Wikipedia, there's the green cleaning page. And something okay. that's not been reported in the news was about uh, the America are going to make them publish what's actually in the products, so all the toxic stuff. I realise it's a bit serious, but it was just sort of make people think. So hang on, well, America's doing what? I'm sorry, I'm, uh, Catherine, could you talk to this caller? Yeah. I'm applying to the Glastonbury Festival, so uh, where we're going to get some <laughs> wicked hashish. Wow. Um, so America is making people publish what the ingredients of cleaning fluids? Yeah, there's 34 chemicals. Right. Um, it, on the green cleaning play, page, if people want to look it up on the Wikipedia, no, but there's 34 products that are basically toxic carcinogenic, etc., etc. Yeah. And I suppose what I'm saying is just for people to look at what they actually uplift if it's vegetable-based rather than petrochemical-based, for instance. But the vegetable-based stuff law. doesn't clean as well as the chemical-based stuff. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the issue. Well, they don't. And that's the issue we need to um, educate people on. But I use Domestos, Big Bad Dom... And, um, actually. Bleach is okay. Oh, is it? Bleach is okay. Is it? In, 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 it, it just forms salts when it's actually going, in, you know, neutralising. Oh, okay, fine. It's more the effect is your actual washing up liquid rather than using a petrochemical based one is use a vegetable based one. It's like I use vegetable oil in the chainsaw. You know, because you've also got all the, if you're using, uh, mineral oil, you know, petrochemical oil in the chainsaw, you've got all, all spraying off in, in all directions, dirty and at the wood, and you're breathing it in as well, which is not very good. And it smells of chips when you, t it's like, cause you could, you can convert cars, yeah. can't you? No one really does it anymore. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's illegal. But it means everything smells of chips, which is great. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Or if, if you, if, if you get oil from like, um, some of the more continental restaurants, it can smell like, um, what was it? A French is man's ass. Whoa. <laughs> is it? Which is a great smell. It smells, smells like Mexican, um, restaurants Mexican and things like that. Mark, it sounds great. I'm in. I would love to smell like those two things I no, just mentioned. No, you wouldn't. Mentioned. I smell like, uh, I used to work in a Mexican restaurant. And you went out with a Frenchman? No, I didn't. Not really. <laughs> was that the copper? No, he was Italian. Oh, he was Italian. And, I thought, that, and I, I certainly didn't go out with him. Uh, we so, stayed we in. We stayed in. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate. Oh, this is talk radio. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on talk radio. You're right there, Kath, just muttering away to yourself during the ad break. Yeah, what was I doing? I was counting. Okay. Uh, guests coming up. Tomorrow we've got Taras Young coming in, talking about his book about nuclear war in the, in the UK. It's, Cheery. It, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite, it's quite heavy. It's a good book. I've, I've not read it. I've flicked through it. It's, it's a good book. So he's coming in. I'm looking forward to that. I think next Monday we've got the editor of Chat It's Fate coming in yes, now. Mate. The next Wednesday we've got Imani Coppola on the phone. So. Save up all those dumps. Save up those dumps and let's get some bleep. She's coming on live. 
Ay, 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 ay. Her new album, The Protagonist. Oh, my word, it's just a joy. I, I, honestly, I heard it, I heard, I heard most of it over a year ago. Uh, and it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's her best, man. It's her best. And she's done like a proper, proper. It's, it's, it's a very accessible album, I'm guessing, is what I'm trying to say. And she's kept the swearing to the minimum. She said, I mean, she sent me some rough versions that had swearing in, and then she sent me clean versions. She said, I'm going adult on this, being an adult. It's a great, it's such a great record. I'm such a big fan of hers. Uh, call straight to air, 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We, 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 we've done straight to air a bit recently. I, I, I will hold off a little bit uh uh from it but i just want to ch- with the phones as you know have not been working and um i just want to test the phones and see uh if we can get them see how they're working so there's that a plane's first officer threw up during a mid-air toxic fume square scare he vomited twice after taking off an oxygen mask he put on after air in the cockpit was contaminated. Oh. In the cockpit. Whoa, man. A cabin crew chief on the London-bound British Airways flight was also violently sick. And the next day, the captain went to hospital complaining of a blinding headache. Oh, gosh. What the hell is this? Oh, here we go. Oh, no, it's, yeah, the drama was on a flight from Amsterdam... <sighs> to Gatwick last Tuesday. On the same day, emergency services lined a runway at Gatwick after a fume scare on a BA flight from Venice. Hang on a minute, what is this? Some 291 contamination events have been reported on BA flights since January. By the way, so you know my flight to Rome when I took the boys was cancelled and I had to get another flight. Mm-hmm. I booked it through Expedia. I'm an idiot. Booked it through Expedia. And as we're going to the airport, I got an email saying, flight's cancelled. Easy jet. Flight's cancelled. So I managed to book another flight that night. And then we flew out. And I forgot that you can get compo. If your flight is cancelled and they haven't got a good reason, you can get compo. And it's like, it can be between, it's like between 160 and 250 euros each. And I forgot there were three of us, me and the boys. And I haven't got to share that money with them. But then Expedia sent me a thing saying, your flight's been cancelled, um, we can claim for you on your behalf, and we'll take a small percentage of it. And I thought, I can't be bothered, because I've, I've claimed before, it's a faff, you've got to write a formal letter and an email, and you've got to send it off, and you've got to chase it up, and I thought. So I went, yeah, yeah, sure, do it. And you click some buttons, and you, they do it. And then it dawned on me today, I've not heard anything about that for ages. So, um, I, uh, I looked at the email they sent me. The last email was on the 17th of September, and it said, you should, we, we've, we've applied for this. You should get it in 23 days, which is an odd thing. Um, and if you, uh, so I sent an email saying, I haven't heard anything. What's going on? And then I scrolled down, and it's got the cut. So I'm entitled to 750 euros yeah. for them, which basically, I think, pays for the... F- pays for the, you get the refund from the flight and then it would pay for the flight that we took in the end. And, and uh, that may have been a bit less actually. Um, but Expedia take like 235 euros of that. Like the, and I'm thinking, well that, hang on a minute. They never, they never said that. 
when they said, oh, we'll do it for you and we'll only take a little bit. They never said that. They never said, oh, you might get 750 euros and we're taking 235 euros. That's what cheeky gets. Cheeky gets. Just all that uh, laziness. Laziness, you see. That's all it is, Catherine, is laziness. No one ever offers to do anything. Let me rephrase that. No company will ever offer to do anything for you that is just to benefit you. Our friend James Ditchfield, who lives in Los Angeles, director, yeah, he's going to get me a job in uh, L.A. Wasn't he's a scumbag. He's a scumbag. He's a piece of trash. Yeah, he's he just DM'd me saying, "You circus and theatre area is where you should be," and that's why I've, I've just replied to Glass me saying, "Circus and theatre area," and I'm if you're not, <gasps> let's do this is an okay show. Oh, that's what my boys sing. Yeah. We were doing that during Aladdin. We weren't singing that, but during Aladdin, we watched the Aladdin film, which I found a bit tedious. But um, me and my eldest were sat next to each other, and then just completely spontaneously, we put our heads together and went, "Oh!" <laughs> and both put our arms out, and we kept doing that. Um, I'm not a fan of camping and stuff, right? And I was thinking, I'll camp with a load of plebs. But then James says, "It's an amazing place, and as a performer, you get your own campsite." And a backstage performance area where music acts from all over the festival come and perform for other performers. Well, they can knock that on the head for a start. But if we get our own little camping place, I've got a nice, um, well, I've got a nice tent for me. I'm not sharing a tent. I've got a tent. Good, because I'm not sharing with Farty Boyle. Wow. Um. Says you. Yeah, says, says I. There'll be a through breeze. Also, supposing I pull. What? Supposing I pull. Got to hang a sock out the front. (laughs) You'll be using it. Well, I'm polling myself. Um, okay, well, let's go and play Glastonbury. When is it? If they let us. They might actually look into what we do and decide that, that we're not an act. When is Glastonbury, please? I don't know. I've never been. It's in June. <laughs> Pardon me. Gosh. Glastonbury. 24th to the 28th of June. We haven't got a gig then. Mm. Let's do Glastonbury. Yes, man! Glastonbury Festival With people from around the world Listening to Coldplay And the Killers And Dizzy Rascal A BA source said some cabin crew are scared to go to work Fume events are the talk of the restrooms who talks in restrooms? Perverts. That's who Women. Talk. Women and cottagers. That's who talks. There's not a lot of talk in there, is In it? restrooms. Um, uh, campaigners claim that passengers and crew have suffered from breathing air sucked in through leaking oil seals on jet engines. Oh, dearie me. So hope you've got a fun story to, to pick us up after this. Union Unite has called for an industry-wide inquiry. 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 Okay, that's a boring story. All right. Okay, it's a boring story. Continue. Do you want this? Yeah, I want it. A darkly funny Twitter feed made up of people's anonymous confessions is fast becoming a social media sensation. Yeah, I think Dom sent that to us the other week. And I looked at it. And I didn't believe a word of it. Well, this is the problem with the anonymous confession. It's very funny. Very, very funny. Some of them were actually quite dark. Yeah. Um, but it, the one about um, when, when I was at school, there were four lads and we all used to suck each other off. That was quite dark, I thought. Mm. Some of them were very funny. And then I just thought, you have to fill in a, an anonymous form to get it. So I, I then thought, well, first of all, you could fill in anything. 
right? So you could send in anything. But also, the people that run that Twitter feed might just be writing stuff. So we don't know if any of it's true. No. So, bearing that in mind, um, you might just want to read it anyway. Sorry to kill everybody's fun. Well, you know. Okay, so go on. The confessions range from the gently silly, everyone thinks I'm a vegan except for the lady at the roadside cafe where I get a bacon and egg sandwich two to three times a week. Okay. To the completely outrageous, I accidentally found the hooker profile of a colleague. It really was an accident. I found it. What happens in those situations, right? Because so many times you'll get a story in, in, in the Sunday papers, primary school assistant at, uh, online as a sex worker. Yeah. Um, or, um, you know, sometimes coppers, lady coppers, sex workers. What happens if you're, if you're the person, right, and you go, oh, I want to look, look online for a little bit of company. Sometimes you look online to book that company. Sometimes you just like looking. Gonna look online for a little bit of company. I said, like, look, oh, no, it's not really my, oh, it's a bit too young. Well, she's a bit too old. Oh, Susan? My oh my God, it's Susan. Jesus, it's, oh my God. Now, now, here's the dilemma, right? It's Susan and you've always fancied Susan. Do you book Susan? Oh no. No? You're creepy. You wouldn't book Susan. Okay. Do you go into work the next day and say, um, Susan? No. Okay. Do you go into work the next day and go, um, no. boss? No. Okay, well, what do you do? Listen. She's a primary school assistant, teaching right, assistant. But you were looking. Hmm? Mind your own business. She's teaching my kids, because my kids also go to the school that I work at. You're looking after your kids, she and you're in the business of looking for a bit of company. My, I wasn't going to book the company, I was just looking just for the company. I was just having a look. Listen. I was just having a look, because I've got very specific... Um, medical requirements. Unless she is strutting up I need and a down. Hoist. Unless she is strutting up and down in the She's playground. She's teaching your kids. Touting for business. It's none of anybody else's business. Okay, she's a copper, and she's okay. She's a copper. I'm a copper, and she is um, advertising herself in her copper's uniform with the copper's handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, what do you do in that scenario? Because some of them do. But you're looking. She's doing! I'm looking! She's- alright, it's a male copper. Doesn't matter. If you're the one that's quote-unquote busted them because you- So I'm you the one that's wrong just for looking no, at stuff that's freely you, out no, there. No, but you're both- What is this world? But you're both involved in a loose sense. Well, not actually. We're not. Yes, you are. We're not! I'm not putting- Just you looking- alright, porn for cowards. You looking on there. But not daring to go for it. You told me not to go book Susan. <laughs> you said I wasn't allowed to book oh, Susan. Oh no, it's weird. But this is the thing. Okay, police officers are different because um, they could um, break. What is it? Vitriol po protocol. Yeah. They could break protocol. That's why that was. It the would compromise them. That was the Profumo affair. That was the Profumo affair. Mm. That was the problem with there. Not that he was having it off with, with someone. It was, it was having it off with someone. The minister was having it off with someone who was then having it off with the Russian. Yeah, exactly. Compromised them. Yeah, exactly. Compromises them. Yeah. So, I have to kill. What? Sorry? No. Yes. If I want to keep this country safe, which I do because I'm a proud patriot. Well, thank goodness you were scaring the internet. I have to kill sex workers. Oh, no, don't this. Don't even joke. No, I'm not. But do you, do you see the problem? If it's a copper, what would you do? Well, if it's what if you came, what if you saw one of your colleagues here? Yeah. Advertising. Why, why am I on? Why am I on there? You're on there all the time, for all I know. I don't know why. 
<laughs> I don't know why. Don't you see that the person looking is just as compromised as the person selling? No. Nope. Let's go to line one. Hello, line one. I want to do a parachute jump for 12 grand, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Away you go. I don't uh, know why we would need that. Don't, don't even need to take the parachute if you don't want. Oh, no, don't. That's a strange scenario. It is very strange. I take back my comment about killing sex workers. I didn't mean it like that in the slightest. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing to say. Um, 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Last few minutes of the show before Daryl Morris uh, comes in and does his thing. Uh, we've only got three minutes, actually. You got a three-minuter? Yeah. Go on. All right. Here we go. He's a chancer. <laughs> I'm speaking of chancers. Hang on. Yes, line one. Thank you very much indeed. Complete waste of time. Yep. Uh, here we go. Yep. Staff at Abu Dhabi Airport have been left in shock after a man with a passport saying he's 123 years old walked through the terminal. Holy jamoli. Swami Sivananda's passport says he was born on August the 8th, 1896 in Behala, India. No. Mr. Sivananda had been travelling from Calcutta to London with Etihad Airways and had a stop off in Dubai. If the date on his passport is correct, Mr. Sivananda would be the oldest person to have ever lived. Wow. The elderly man lost both parents before he was six and was given away by his relatives to a spiritual guru who <laughs> travelled with around India before settling in Varanasi. It's hard to tell whether he actually is 123 yeah. because the only record of his age comes from a temple register. It is certain that Mr. Sivananda looks decades younger than his apparent 123 years, yep, yep, something yep. he puts down to yoga, discipline and celibacy. Yep. In 2016... He was reported on because of the date of birth on his passport, and he said, I lead a simple and disciplined life. I eat very simply, only boiled food without oil or spices. This guy's talking out of his jacksy. Well, I don't think so, because he's been eating a lot of rice and boiled dal. <laughs> Although he probably could talk out of his jacksy, yes. clean as a whistle, with a couple of green chilies. Standing five foot two, Mr. Sivananda sleeps on a mat on the floor and uses a wooden slab as a pillow. Doesn't eat milk, milk or fruit, because it's milk. too fancy. You, you drink milk. He doesn't eat. You, you, you don't eat it. I avoid. This guy's story sounds like bullshit. But here's the thing: isn't it true that in some parts of India, birthdays aren't a big deal? And I, for example, I have a friend who comes from the subcontinent, oh, and she doesn't I, know how old her sister is. I had a, when I, I grew up in Islam, a lot of Indian and Pakistani kids, and and they didn't know how old their their parents were because they no. didn't do. Birthday is a massive generalisation. Hey, Daryl. Hi there, guy. What a lot of tosh that guy is, eh? I don't, I don't really even know the story, but it's, it's, it's man it's, life. It's fun to conclude on things you don't know about, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you got fifty-eight thirty. You got you got sixty-five whole seconds. Sixty-five seconds. I've had two hours sleep, guys. Tough guy, huh? And I've got th I've got four hours of overnight speech radios today. So Get a real job. What could possibly go wrong? Get a real job. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. What about our, our armed forces? <laughs> That's what I get when I... I forget when I once tweeted, man, I'm so tired. And someone replied, you're not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. What? You I had some of that today, didn't you? I saw some of that today. I oh. saw somebody listing all the other jobs that are more important than yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always handy. Superb. <laughs> anyway, very funny. Uh, we've got Rowetta on the show a little oh, bit. Yes. Oh, yes, I've met Rowetta, yes. Uh, today is, is the, uh, is the, tw is the th I think it's the 30th anniversary of, uh, Kinky Afro. One yep. of their biggest hits that was, uh, like a big global success for them, actually. It took them to America and Australia and Australasia. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to catch up with her, some of her reflections on being on the road with that and talking about Tony Wilson and other things. And when they went to America, that's 
that's when uh, they discovered crack. <laughs> that's that's true. That's some story. Rowetta's <laughs> great. I met her years ago when the Frank Sidebottom show she was on. She was lovely. Right, that's it. Daryl's up next. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Catherine. Back tonight at ten. Ta-ta. This is Talk Radio.